Hey, Teamigos. I have a very important question for you. Do you want to see some titties? No, not those titties. I'm talking about titties. That's right. Titties is a loose-leaf tea company that donates 5% of monthly sales to the Breast Cancer Research Foundation to support research and awareness programs. With fun blends like It's Lit Fam, Sips Tea, and Big Yikes, Titties has the breast tea guaranteed. Or you're funny back. If you like to laugh, want to support a great cause, and sip some delicious tea, then you are going to love titties. Plus, listeners of the Team Migos podcast can also get 20% off their first order with promo code TEAMIGOS. So go check out their titties by visiting titties.com, that's T-I-T-T-E-A-S.com, and get your hands on some titties today. What's up, Team Migos, and welcome to the Team Migos podcast, uncovering the health benefits of tea for your active life. My name is Vince Lapalusa, tea lover and self-proclaimed PhD. Today, I talked with Drew McNamara about the likes of travel and tea's influence and switched gears to learning about job opportunities for people with disabilities. Drew is founder of Creative Souls, a brand aimed at providing job opportunities for those with disabilities. Check out Drew's work at BeCreativeSouls.com or on social media at BeCreativeSouls, that's B-E-C-R-E-A-T-I-V-E-S-O-U-L-S. Listeners of the Team Eagles podcast can also get 10% off merch on his site using code TEAMIGOS10, that's code TEAMIGOS10. So check it out after the show and Enjoy! Drew McNamara, welcome to the Team Egos Podcast. How are you doing, man? I am doing well. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm excited for this. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. How, how are How are you doing? <sighs> doing really well. Had a first wedding of the season this past weekend, um, which you know, like I think since graduation, I've kind of gone to a wedding every single summer except for this last summer because covid obviously like there was like no right. no gatherings of any sort so it was fun i had a great weekend um just a nice time with my girlfriend and her family and uh yeah just you know beautiful day it's like fall it's like fall here i don't know are you in chicago by the way yeah yeah i'm in chicago where are you you're in Min- minneapolis yeah. or yep yeah. yeah yeah minneapolis and like i woke up today it was like 50 degrees out i was like what what happened <laughs> yeah what no it's it's been really hot here uh, but it's been nice like i've i've enjoyed the the nice weather i've like started to go for runs again and just hang mm-hmm. out by the lake um just trying to get outside as much as possible when i have time yeah. so it, for sure it, it's been good yeah are you downtown so i'm in i'm in lincoln park right now um i'm actually moving next monday so you can't see it but my room is a complete mess right now because i'm (laughs) starting to like throw a bunch of stuff out unpack well not unpack but take out stuff from my drawers to put in boxes and and things Mm -hmm. like that so but i'm moving i mean it's only like a few minutes away but i think it's in it's like right next to lincoln park but i think it's lakeview um nice yeah, so nice. I've, I've been in uh, 
Lincoln Park for the past year. I moved out in during COVID, actually. Like, I mean, this time last year, pretty much moved out of my parents' place. Um, okay. So it's been a crazy year, but but also a really good year. Like, I'm so happy I was I, I've moved in with my friends. I'm with Justin, um, Colpack, Justin Colpack, Jordy Kibrit, yeah. uh, and then a, a friend from college. Nice, nice. And so that's where you're at right now, or where you're going? Right now, this is where I'm okay. at right now. Uh, where I'm going, I'm moving in with Kibrit and okay. um, Stevo Centrella. If you if you remember, yeah, Stevo, man, yeah. it's been a it's been a while, it's been a while <laughs> since, since you heard, I've heard that name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, he was just a good. I, I just know like we always wrestle, so we wrestled together. So oh, nice. he was um, yeah, just one of one of the good guys in wrestling. We kind of had the same like bullshit type mentality when it came to wrestling. Like we didn't really care too much. Mm-hmm. We were there more just to kind of mess around and, and fuck around. But we also yeah. were yeah, it was fun. So it's a good guy, good guy right there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Cool. I'm I'm excited to. I mean, I'm sad to to leave my current roommates, um, but I'm excited to to move out and do a, another new place. And I don't know, it'll be it'll be cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So, uh, what what are you drinking? What tea is that? So uh, right now, here, let me let me look at the box. Uh, so I got this. I don't know how to okay. say the name. I think it's is it. I think it's Puka. Puka. I'm pretty sure it's Puka. Puka. Yeah. Yeah. So I got Supreme Matcha Green. Um, mm. I I'm not like a tea expert, obviously, like you, but uh, I do love my green teas. I like that's pretty much all I drink. Um, like I just have, I have a whole, I brought a whole tea box, uh, that I have. <laughs> wow. Look at yeah, that. Yeah. I got a lot, uh, just so I could like look at what, um, what flavors I have, but most of them are, are elements of like green tea. Um, yeah, but yeah. So right now I'm nice. drinking the, the Supreme Matcha green. I got that last week. Um, and it actually, I think it's my favorite one I've had in a while. Yeah. So does it have the, is it, like matcha powder in the um, little sachet there, or like is there a? I guess what? How does it? How does it come? No, so it's just in a tea bag. Like I'm thinking it's okay. mixed with with like the leaves. Um, yeah, because you know like matcha and green tea, like you know like that at least, right? Yeah, yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. But I I haven't had I really haven't had um, anything with matcha in it before. Um, I've mm. never really like I don't know why, but I've never dived into that trying that yeah. uh that kind but i when i was listening to one of your episodes a few episodes ago i don't know who the the people were um but they mentioned i think you guys were talking about matcha green i'm like you know what i'm gonna try something with that i think you were yeah. talking about how you got like a, a matcha green tea that you loved from costco from costco yep yeah yep. yeah so was- i don't i don't have a costco membership but uh, I do go to Jewel, and so I was looking at uh, different matcha <laughs> options, and so this is the one I, I chose for for this week at least. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't know much about that brand. Um, when it comes to matcha, now obviously I'm uh, a little bit more picky, but I'm if like if you want to like really dive into it, of course I'm I'm more than happy to help uh, guide you towards some of the. Some of like the real matcha powders, because mm-hmm. like with the tea bags, it's typically, I don't know what the actual green tea is that's mixed or that's actually in the tea bag. I want to say it's like 
probably a Sencha. Uh, it won't say on the on the box, probably. Yeah, I was looking. At, I don't know. They they don't. That's like uh, I had a conversation with a uh, with a girl on this podcast once, and we were talking about like how when you order a green tea at a restaurant, or like it says on a tea bag, like green tea. Mm-hmm. It's like now, like people know like what that is, but there's so many different types of green tea, and so it's like, well, what is it? It's like right. It's like saying it's like basically like looking at a menu and seeing like alcohol. I'll have an alcohol, please. Or like, and they're like, uh, or like wine. I'll have wine, please. It's like, well, you're gonna get red wine, white wine, like what? What kind? Like a Chardonnay right, right. or like, yeah. So, so it's, th- this box actually says so. It says 100% organically grown and ethically sourced ingredients. It says Sencha green tea, 34%. It says, I don't know how to say it, but Pinho wild jade green tea, 32%. Indian green tea, 32%, and then matcha, and it says Jeju Island Emerald, 2%. That's awesome. So. That's yeah, that's awesome. It, 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 my uh, inner tea nerd is, a, is appreciative <laughs> Can appreciate of, that? of that. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, like I said, normally you don't see that. So it's, it's nice, mm-hmm. and it kind of even breaks down the different geographies too, which, which I like. Yeah, no, I can really taste the the difference between the the green teas and the. No, I, yeah. uh, I can't do that. I'm not a no. I'm not a. What is it for wine? It's a is it sommelier. Sommelier. Yeah, yeah they have when you're like an expert or a connoisseur or something yeah, well, like that. I'm not. Uh, I'm not at that level yet, so I, I can't, I'm not. can't taste the difference. No, um, but I I could use your your expertise though. Like I I definitely would like to. Um, get some resources for for learning more about you know different options with tea and matcha and and all that because I I really have just stuck with the basic brands that I find at Jewel and yeah. uh, I mean yeah, they're yeah. good but I I feel like I can dive into uh, some better tasting tea I'm I'm sure I don't even know but I mean again it's kind of all dependent like what what is good mm-hmm. tasting to you what's not I mean. Uh, but that's kind of like the whole thing. That's that was like selfishly why I wanted to start Fresh Steeps, like as the blog. Um, I wanted to learn more myself. I was in your position, and I was just drinking tea every single day and just not knowing as much like what I was drinking. Like then, like I started having like those questions of like, okay, what is green tea? And then it, and then like I remember the first thing I learned was that all tea came from the same plant, and that just like rocked my world i was like what like black tea white tea green tea these are all the same yeah plant? I, like I didn't know that either that's uh yeah that's that's wild like how how does that work though like how do they make it different then yeah um it's very so there's a lot there's a, a whole lot that goes into it um in the sense of where they grow so like in a lot of these are grown in like mountainous regions of china or india or japan um taiwan a lot of southeast asia africa too um so it depends on where they grow when you harvest uh when you harvest is a big factor of of determining the tea but the biggest probably is the the biggest factor is after you harvest there's a post-processing um, yeah, there's post-processing that, that goes into the, into the tea leaves. So white tea is the least processed tea. So you'll hear a lot of times that white tea 
is the highest in antioxidants and that's because it goes through the least amount of processing so those antioxidants don't break down throughout that process whereas you get a black or a puer uh, tea which is towards the more oxidized more processed end of the spectrum those go through a heavier processing so they either just um, roast it more like they subject it to oxygen so that it can actually oxidize and become a darker leaf like you'll notice with um, with tea leaves or with black tea leaves versus uh, green tea leaves and then everything just kind of falls in between there so it's like white is the least oxidized then green there's one called yellow tea which I actually don't know much about mm-hmm. but I think it's between like a green and an oolong and then oolongs kind of are a big range anywhere between like 20% oxidized to like 80% oxidized and then more than that is black tea and then puer. So that's the predominant difference is when yeah. you harvest the tea, how what do you do with those tea leaves after? Do you just kind of like leave them? And if so, then you have like white and green tea. Or do you do more to it and then it starts turning into these oolongs and blacks mm. and puers? Gosh, yeah, I... I have no clue about like <laughs> any of the the details with tea, so that that's pretty interesting to me. Um, yeah, I, I've been like trying to. I mean, in the past few years, I've just dabbled in different types of tea, but I always find myself going back to green tea. Um, Same, yeah. But like, I've tried black tea. Um, I've had oolong tea, like all those. But I don't know. Green tea to me is just, I, and maybe it's just based off the the bare minimum reading that i've done i always read that like green tea is really good for you and i know like mm. there's tons of different uh benefits to to different kinds of tea but i i don't know green tea has always been that one when i'm when i'm trying to get really healthy um yeah like that's just what i've always gone to yeah yeah green tea is kind of just built up that reputation and i think it comes down to a little bit of like that oxidation and processing so it's typically least oxidized and least processed or like on that lower end along with white tea um it's very very common and popular obviously in china and japan people drink green tea every day all day and so it's just a super popularized drink and so and there are there are health benefits to it as well like i mean there's science that shows it does boost metabolism which a lot of people like always consider it as a weight loss drink which is kind of bullshit but it's also like i get it (laughs) um because it it revs up your metabolism a little bit Mm -hmm. because of the caffeine while it also gives you a good uh energy state with like the l-theanine in it that i mean you can go down the rabbit hole of of that but uh, that's that's how like how I started too. I loved green tea and like in high school I just wanted a caffeine boost, but also I like the antioxidants and I, I heard the same thing you did, so I just kept drinking green tea, and yeah. uh, here we are today. So right. <laughs> so I that, um, yeah, yeah. What are you gonna say? I was gonna ask, is that like when did this start for you? Like when did your tea journey begin? So. So I, I've had tea in high school, uh, but I never liked it at all. Like I really didn't like tea in high school. Um, college, I was, I really didn't drink tea or coffee um, for mm. the first few years of college. And then my junior year, I went abroad to Australia. And mm. um, during my trip, I mean, I could talk about Australia and, and my abroad experience like for hours probably. But uh, 
one of the Love the cool things I was experienced um, that I experienced was going to New Zealand, and mm-hmm. I did a random trip. Um, I like joined a, a group trip for two weeks, and I was with I was probably the youngest on the trip, um, but I mean not too far off in range of like age, but some of my friends that I ended up you know meeting through this, um, like they were from England, they were from like all different places in the world and all of them, they would either, they they would start their day with tea and end their night with tea, like Mm. no matter what. And it was usually like a a breakfast tea or like a, something like that where like they'd eat it with biscuits, um, like cookies. And so the first night I was like rooming with them. We would, we would, for the two weeks we'd travel by bus and then we'd stop at hostels along the way um all over new zealand and at like the first hostel i was rooming with them and they're like do you want tea and i said no at first and i'm like you know what like i haven't really had tea and like they're talking this up a lot so i'm like yeah "Yeah, okay I'll, i'll go for it and that day like got me into tea like i was like wow this is amazing like i i didn't know tea could be actually like this good and it was probably like a really crappy tea like thinking about it but i don't know just like hanging out with them drinking tea having like biscuits with it mm-hmm. it was just a, a really fun time and so um i remember after that trip i mean the rest of my abroad experience i don't think i had tea but then coming back um I think that's really when I started to to dive into at least green tea. Um, but it, it really, my interest in tea started because of, of that experience in New Zealand. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I That's the thing is that I love about tea is obviously I love the flavors. I love all the science and that that crap about it. But it's so much more of an experience too that you can share with people. Like if you, if someone comes over now, I show them my tea cabinet and there's like just a shit ton of tea in there. And I'm like, it's like, yeah, like look <laughs> yeah. through it, read through some of the stuff. And they're like asking questions. And then like, I, and then they're like, they pick out the one that they want and then I make it for for us. And then we share it, we, we share it and then we sit down and we just talk and have conversations like this. And it's like, that's, mm-hmm. That's what I love about it. And I've experienced that too. Like when I was abroad and especially in Ireland, I was abroad there and just like meeting random people. And like, like there was, when I was there, I went skydiving and they, I go like, so you show up at the skydiving, but I was just by myself. So I just drove up to the skydiving place in the middle of like awesome. the farms of Ireland. No idea where I was going. I was just like, all right. Just following like a, my GPS, like hoping I wasn't going to end up in some ditch, like looking at the gas. I'm like, okay, like getting there. And I show up and there's like, they're like, oh, it's probably going to be like two hours until you actually like get up and get to jump out of the plane. I'm like, all right, cool. Well, two hours turns into like six hours. And I was just chilling by myself for like the first hour. And then this family um, just just saw me like kind of walking around like just by myself and they're like like hey like what are you up to and then like they heard me talk and they're like you're not from here like <laughs> like where are you from and then they like found out like I was American and then we just kind of started talking but we they like sat me down they were like having it was like a full day event they had like a full tailgate set up like tea biscuits and then they were like had yeah, they brought awesome. a grill 
And so they were just giving me tea. Like I ended, they were like there for a good cause too. They like raised money to jump out of the plane for, um, oh my gosh. It was like a children. Oh shit. Now I should remember. It was like a heart, heart, something Ireland's heart. It was like something in Ireland. Oh man. I gotta, I gotta look this up and see what it is again. But um, yeah, so they were there, like they, they had raised money and like that was to raise money. They were going to, if they hit a goal, they were all going to jump out of a plane and That's they great. did it. They gave me like a t-shirt. Like I, I was like a part <laughs> of the fam. And the cool thing was like, so they jumped out of the plane, maybe like three hours. No, not three hours, probably like an hour before <clears throat> I did. And like, mm-hmm. so they were all done for the day, but they like decided to like wait for me to jump oh out of the God, plane really stupidly I, they're like they're like just like leave your stuff with us so i like gave them like my phone my wallet and keys <laughs> like i trusted them really I'm trusted like, yeah them. sure i like, gave them that stuff they like waited like took pictures and stuff like when i was like landing and, and everything but like i don't know like that whole experience was such a beautiful experience and like mm-hmm. while it wasn't tea centered like the just remember sharing tea with them and like talking and it was really a lot of fun and that's like those things are really like what like got me super into tea there's like mm-hmm. those experiences because i've done that and I, I experienced like something a little similar like in indonesia just sharing green tea with a with a guy over there and just uh, just a nice conversation like we both had a pot of jasmine he would pour some for me pour some for himself we'd share and so nice like just a such a beautiful little experience and that's kind of what I'm trying to simulate with this podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. Even though we're remote, you're in Chicago, I'm in Minneapolis, you're drinking green tea, I'm drinking some herbal tea. And it's like, I'm, I like to simulate something like along those lines. Yeah. No, I, I think that's amazing. And, and you're right, like it's not just the tea like that makes those experiences great, but that's just a piece of it. Like whether it's coffee, tea, um, it's just like those, but it presents like times where you can be with your friends or people you don't know in your case and, yeah. uh, just have uh, good conversations and trust them with your wallets and keys and everything. Apparently. Um, <laughs> that was stupid. <laughs> that was very stupid of me. Don't do that. No one, no one go out there and do that. <laughs> no. See, I, when I went, I went skydiving. So I, I actually, yeah, um so well okay i guess are you ready for a story uh about my abroad experience because i can go yeah because i you um, know you know i was gonna ask about that so <laughs> all right, all right. Yes. awesome okay so i'll start from the very beginning uh um, yeah, let's do it so when i was so i knew i wanted to go abroad um yeah i told my mom and, and my dad i'm like i'm i really would like to go abroad i hadn't traveled much before um i still never have been to europe um other than like stopping over there during a flight to israel um mm-hmm. but other than that like i didn't actually go out of the airport or anything yeah um but i always knew i wanted to go to australia i don't know what a, i don't know why um uh, but it's always been my my dream to go to australia like that's that's where i wanted to go and yeah um uh, so i told that to my mom and right away uh she was pretty much like no like it, it's that's gonna be way too expensive why do you want to yeah. go there like why not europe it, you can travel you can see so many different places and <clears throat> for me i was like you know what like yes i 
would love Europe. I'm I'm sure like so many awesome places there. But <clears throat> her her dream, um, her dream vacation or spot to go is Australia. And I'm like, unfortunately, she has not seen Australia yet. And mm. like she, I'm like, so I don't want that same thing to happen to me. Uh, and I I hope that someday she'll be able to um, experience it. But I don't want that same thing to happen to me where it's like my dream place and me never being able to go because yeah. of the distance, the cost. I'm like this is the perfect time to go because I know I'll go to Europe. Like the, there's yeah. no doubt in my mind I'll I'll be able to make a trip to Europe. So mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> I said on top of that, like I'm not much of a person who wants to like, go to museums um, and like sightseeing. Like I do want to sightsee, but I was like that. That's what I kind of. I don't, and I don't know, but like, that's what I kind of thought I would experience while I'm in Europe, which nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with that. Um, but Australia, I'm like, you know, like I'm going to do adventure stuff. I'm going to go climb mount, like mountains. I'm going to surf. I'm going to do skydive, bungee jump and all that stuff. Um, and so like, that's what I want to do, especially while I'm young and and able Mm -hmm. to. So like after some, some time I was able to convince her, uh, and my parents and they're like, okay, like, yeah, you should you should go to Australia. So I applied to Sydney, Australia. Um, I didn't get into that program, and I was so upset. Uh, like that's where a lot of my friends who were also going to Australia, like that's where they got into. Um, mm. But for whatever reason, didn't get into that program. But the person, you know, the abroad staff at uh, University of Illinois, they were like, "We'll give you a few more options. So you can either go to Perth, Australia." Adelaide, Australia, or two spots in New Zealand. Um, New Zealand, I didn't want to go to for my, you know, my whole time abroad. Perth is like on the opposite uh, end yeah. of Australia. It's it's awesome, uh, but it's not near like Sydney, Melbourne, like all those spots. And that's kind of where I wanted to be. And yeah. Adelaide, I've never heard of it, but it's Southern Australia. Um, and I was like, you know what? It's close enough to Sydney, so let's just do that. And yeah. so I did Adelaide. Um, you know, didn't know a single person when I went there. Um, and it was, turned out to be like the best choice I had ever made. And I am Mm -hmm. so thankful that I didn't get into the Sydney program. Um, a lot of the, a lot of the people I did know who went to the Sydney program, they didn't meet many people. Um, they Mm -hmm. kind of stuck with each other. Whereas I met people from all around the world, some Australians, some, you know, from Europe, Canada, like just everywhere. And I was like that, that's what I wanted. Like I, I wanted to meet just tons of people that I would never be able to. Um, so that, that's kind of the, the first part of it. I ended up in Adelaide. Um, but a few weeks go by and having the time of my life. Um, I went surfing for the first time. I signed up for like a day, like learn to surf. And then you just get to surf the rest of the day. Um, like a little activity. And I went with some of my friends, um, while surfing, I, I started noticing my voice got really nasally and, okay. Yeah. And so we like stopped for a lunch break. This is like four hours passed. We stopped for a lunch break and I'm talking and I'm like, guys, are, are your voices like changing? And I'm like, <laughs> what, what's going else? on? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, they're like, no, they're like, what? They're like, well, I, I hear your voice sounds different. They're like, maybe you just like swallowed some C's like yeah. C 
salt like water or whatever uh or salt water and, and i'm like ah yeah that's probably it um so I, I continued surfing for like another like four or five hours so like in total eight or nine hours of surfing um yeah. but the voice my voice started changing pretty early on like within an hour or two um <laughs> so then i get back to my place after the surfing's done I'm looking in the mirror, like after I shower, and my face is a little swollen. I'm like red. Um, my voice is just clearly off, and I'm like, maybe I'm having an allergic reaction to something. Like I'm like, I, yeah. I don't know. So I walk to a pharmacy, like 30 minutes away. I get Benadryl. I sit on a bench. I take the Benadryl, and I'm like, okay, I'll give it an hour, see if you know that helps. Uh, yeah. Hour goes by, nothing changed for me. So I'm like, okay, I should probably go to the hospital. Um, yeah. So I walked to the hospital and I didn't tell like any of my friends cause I wasn't expecting this to be serious. Um, so I walked to the hospital, I tell them, you know, I'm like, I think I'm having an allergic reaction. They like rush me into the ER, like, like within a minute of me saying that I'm like, Oh, this like must be serious. For them to <laughs> yeah. Like there's, there's like a whole line of people, but as soon as they heard my voice, they're like, okay you got to go, you got to be seen. Um, so like an hour or two go by when I'm there, they're doing a bunch of tests. I'm thinking I'm going to be leaving the hospital within like two, you know, a couple minutes. Yeah. Um, also if you want to stop me and ask questions, totally fine. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I have ideas of what I think you're about to say, but I'm very <laughs> curious. What's the, what's going yeah, on? Yeah. So, so I'm enthralled. So, um, I, so I'm expecting to leave the the hospital in like like an hour or two, and I'm like, okay, like, yeah. I'll, uh, so I didn't tell anyone. My phone is like dying. I'm like, oh gosh, uh, and I'm just sitting there, and like I, I won't go into too many details of the test, but they were like, they're the worst things I've ever experienced in my life. Um, what? Like were they like, blood tests or were they like physical? Like did they do stuff to you or? So what? so a, a few things. So I guess I'll, I'll go into a tiny bit of details. <laughs> yeah, um, like you can't say that. Then, then, oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so okay, for one, I I'm terrible with blood, um, okay. and so I I I like have never really gotten blood tests that I could remember. Um, mm, okay. Like I always had finger pricks, but I never got like yeah. IVs or anything. And so this was, uh, this was in like within the first few minutes of me getting, getting into like a, a room that one of the nurses or doctors came in and they're like, okay, we got to put, you know, an IV in you. He tried five times and mi like missed my vein five no, times. That was terrible. my first experience. <laughs> yeah. So that, that was like the start of this whole thing. I'm like, this is. <laughs> this is going to be bad. Um, and I mean, they could not be more nice though. Um, mm -hmm. But so that was the first thing. Then they're like, you know, we're going to, we're going to check your lungs and, and see, you know, what, what that looks like. So then they, they stick like a, it's like a long pole uh, with a microscopic <laughs> camera on it. And they numb my nostril and, uh, Oh, and they, uh, oh. have to put it through my nose into no. like basically down my throat. Um, Ew, and I hate that. Yeah, no, it was me too. Even just thinking <laughs> about it. Now, that's why I wasn't. I don't know. Hopefully, 
Wait, you ever do a, a COVID um, test? Did you mm-hmm. ever have to do one of those? I, I did one, yeah. You did it one, was, and I was like... That was, that was nothing compared to... Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm just like picturing that because like after I got that done with the COVID swab, it was just like burning for the rest of the day and I was like sneezing all day. I'm like, this sucks. Like, yep, <laughs> all, for, yep. all for a negative COVID test? Like, right, right. So that's... Yeah, that, um, so that was like the first night, like within the first few hours of me being there. And so that, I was like, wow, I was not expecting that to happen. Um, I was like, (laughs) I just thought I was going to get like some medicine and like my face was going to be less swollen. Um, are you still like swelling up? Like, is it just getting worse throughout this time or what's it, it was getting worse. Um, and okay. my voice was still getting a little worse. Um, like, so when you say like nasal, was it getting like high pitched or like nasal? Yeah. Like, like sounding like you have a cold. I don't know. I can't impersonate yeah. it. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. It sounds like you have a cold, but also more of like high pitched. Um, hmm. I, I would love to do an impression uh, yeah. for, for everyone listening, but <laughs> do some helium. Uh, or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, it just sounded way, way off. And it's funny because like I couldn't, I didn't really realize how different it was. Um, but then I, who did I talk to? I I don't know who I talked to. It was someone I know uh, or knew, and they're like, "Yeah, your your voice is like incredibly different right now." And I'm like. Mm. I, I don't know what's going on. Um, and they're like, maybe it's, maybe it's puberty. I'm like, I don't think so. (laughs) Um, At what? Like 22 or 21? Yeah. Uh, that late puberty. So, so so then I'm like, okay, am I going to be going home? I asked the, the, the nurses there and they're like, no, you're probably going to stay overnight. We don't know what's going on. We have an idea, but we're not, we're not positive yet. I'm like, is it an allergic yeah. reaction? And so they did a bunch of tests um, to see if it was allergic, like if I was having an allergic reaction. But um, like what? And in, in the sea or like in the ocean? Like what? Well, that's what yeah. I didn't know. So I, my thought was like maybe something with the wetsuit I was wearing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, or if like I they don't cleaned know, like, the boards with something, like a wax. Yeah. Or I don't know what you put on the boards exactly, but like. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't. Sh- I wasn't sure, and 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 then I was like, okay, this is this is gross. But people pee in the wetsuits, um, and like, yeah, yeah, like the surfing company, like they clean them. But I was like, how how well do they clean them? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I don't, like I don't know. <laughs> it's, yeah, so I'm like, okay, maybe I'm having an allergic reaction to something with that. I, I had no clue. <laughs> um, I was yeah. like, I I have no clue what's going on. Um, and I was having a little a tough time breathing too. Like my chest was starting to get tight. Um, mm. Just a few different yeah. effects from what was happening. So the next morning comes, I stay overnight. They were like, yeah, it's going to be a few more hours. A few more hours comes. And they're like, okay, you're going to be here a little longer. Uh, and they're like, we're going to be waking you up at like three in the morning to make sure you're okay and do some tests on your like heartbeat. Like, so they were waking me up at like every three hours. So I was getting like no sleep. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, day two comes and my phone's at like 5% battery. And they couldn't so charge like, okay, it for pro- you? <laughs> no. And well, so I asked, like, can you get a charger for me? I'm like, I don't have a single charger. And I'm like, also, I need one that um works with like my phone because what's yeah. it called um oh is it an android you know because i was in it no it, it was an iphone but it was um oh 
you know, they have different outlets in different countries. And so my yeah. phone, like I, I needed a specific cord. So I was like, can I like, is, does anyone have something that will work with mine? And, and the, they didn't. And so I was like, <laughs> okay, I have 5%. I need to call my mom. I think I did this on the second night. I, I'm not sure if it was the first or second, yeah. um, but I called my mom and keep in mind, like, when it's the day in Australia, it's nighttime. Yeah, it's like here. seventeen hours different, right? Yeah. So I think I called my mom, and it it. I think I was I wasn't thinking, but it was like one or maybe like three in the morning. Oh, geez. and and but while I was abroad, she would keep her phone near the bed just For in sure. case some odd reason that I call. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because during the day, you know, things are more likely to happen during the yep. day. Yeah. Yeah. So, so luckily she had that. She answered, and I'm like, okay, like, don't freak out. (laughs) But I'm in the hospital, (laughs) and she's like, what? And she's like, do, like, before I even get into it, I think I remember her being like, do I need to get on a flight like out there right now? I'm like, mom, if if you get a flight right now, one, it's like gonna be a couple thousand dollars i'm like you mm-hmm. don't need to do that that's way too expensive i'm like i'm fine i'm like two by the time you get here i'm hopefully gonna be out of the hospital i'm like because yeah. it takes a couple days for you to basically get to australia um and so I'm like there's no point of you coming i'm like just i'm like my phone is about to die can you add this person that I'm friends with on Facebook and let them know that I'm in the hospital and ask them to bring change of clothes and like my charger and everything. So my mom adds like a few of my friends and like reaches out to them. And so, you know, after that I had friends coming to visit me and and things like that, which was nice. That's nice. Um, At least they knew where you were at this point. Yeah, they're, now, now they're, they're all thinking like, like you're at the bars still. Like, damn, Drew's been right. gone like for a long time. <laughs> yeah. So, so then second or third day, so I was there all in, in, in total for like, I think four nights, um, yeah. which I was not expecting. Um, the second or third day, they did a test. They they pretty much ruled out that it was not an allergic reaction. They're like, we think you have something like something happened to your lungs and. So I did a test where I had to swallow this liquid and it basically, and then they take pictures as you like swallow it and it goes yeah. down. And yep. so it basically lights up your whole mm-hmm. inside when they're taking the, the x-ray or whatever. Yeah. Um, the I've liquid yeah. was like, they're like, okay, just so you know, before you take it, it's going to taste like maybe the worst thing you've ever tasted in your life. <laughs> and I'm like, Whoa. Like what? And they're like, it's like gasoline type. It like tastes <laughs> like if imagine what gasoline tastes like. I'm like, ah, oh, this, jeez. So they're like, just so you know, also that most people throw up when they take it. I'm like, great. Well, what's the point I'm of like, taking it if you're just gonna throw right? Everything? So, well, they're like, most people can get it down and and like take a picture quick, and then that's you, you start feeling really bad after. Um, yeah. Luckily, this was my college age, so I was I was good at at uh, yeah, you know, taking uh, <laughs> shots and taking a shot of some yeah, bad tasting terrible liquid, alcohol, some cheap so, nine dollars exactly. Vodka. So, uh, if this happened today, I would absolutely have gotten sick after taking it. Luckily, I, I somehow didn't get sick, um, but I had to do this like five 
five or six times. Like I had to take oh the, the drink five or six times. And so that was a, another absolutely terrible experience. Um, and then I went back to my bed and then they did a few more tests that weren't like nearly as bad, still not great. But, um, yeah. so then they came back, the doctor was like, so, so he, he started feeling my skin and I'm like, why are you feeling my skin? And he's like, so he's like, this is, he's like, I think I know what it is. He's like, so feel your skin right now. And so I do like, I touch my neck, my arms. And he's like, you can notice that you sound like bubble wrap. He's like, your, your skin. Oh. So when people would press on my neck, it was like bubble wrap or like a crackling sound. And Gross. Yeah. It, <laughs> so my friends who came my, visit, yeah. my friends who came visit, they they gave me the nickname uh, like Bubble Boy or like <laughs> Bubble Mac. Uh, like, bubble Mac. Yeah. They, they were just like calling me all these different, like they're making fun of me. Yeah. Um, and like. So what I had was called Noma mediastinum, and it's extremely rare. Um, like it, it is super rare. Like I want to say like one in a million or one in millions. I don't know. Um, and they said oh. what it is is um, it usually happens from like really hard impact and like repeated blows to your chest. And they're like, do you know what could have caused that? I'm like, well – it was my first time surfing. I'm like, I wasn't that bad. Like, I was actually pretty good at surfing for my first time. Um, I'm like, but I definitely took some hard hits. Like yeah. I, I fell a lot and there were some big waves that just like Rocked wrecked you. me. Um, and so I'm like that. And I was doing that for eight or nine hours. And so I'm like, that absolutely could have been it. I'm like, it was probably surfing, especially cause that's when I started noticing some of the side effects or like the, you know, Okay. The, the nasally voice. Um, so it's basically a small hole somewhere in your lungs and it causes gas to leak out of your, your, your lungs. Um, yeah. and it basically was filling up my inside of my body with like gas. With, yeah. Uh, like where it's not supposed to be. <laughs> right. Right. That's supposed to stay in your lungs and it, it was not. Uh, and they, they, did another test to see if like I was going to need surgery. Fortunately, I didn't. Um, but they couldn't even see where the hole was. It was like so microscopic that uh -huh. they have no clue where where it was. And uh, so, do you get this hole from? You said it's from like repeated chest like pressure, not pressure, um, blows, like, or yeah, blows, yeah, or whatever. Is that like does like a your bone like hit or like what i don't understand how the how the hole happens i don't i actually i'm not sure um i what they said was like this happens on like car accidents like okay you know like things like that where like that it's makes really hard sense impact, like a it, hard I think it, like yeah i think it like tears a part of your like lungs i i don't exactly know the the but like the, surfing i mean I, I know a lot of people who surf and have never experienced this yeah. Oh no. So, they they said there's like we've never heard of the case like this with surfing. Um, they're yeah. like, so is there? They were asking like, is there anything else that could have happened? I was like, no. Like I'm like this. This is the only thing that I was doing mm -hmm. that could have caused like, you know, the the repeated hits that you're you're basically talking about. Um, so they they're like, okay. So it's it's definitely surfing that caused it. Um, is this something? Do you think can be chronic though? Because like I mean, you played football. Um, like I'm thinking like, why don't more football players have this or something? Cause like, obviously you're taking hits to the chest all the time and shit like that. 
So it's like, is this something that maybe you built it up over like a period of time and then the surfing just happened to like pop the hole and like open it up? That's a good question. I, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I don't know either. I feel like the, the time from football to when this happened a few years passed. So yeah, I, I don't think so. I, but I'm not really sure. I don't, I don't know the yeah, specifics know. to, to what this was, but, um, so the reason why like this all came up, so, and why I want to tell this story is because they told me like towards the end when I, before I was leaving, they're like, so you're not going to be able to fly for three months. And they're like, you can't get on an airplane because they're like, if you do, you will essentially blow up. Um, <laughs> like, that's they not funny. They, no, no. I like looking back. It was it's funny and like <laughs> how they described it. I'm like so, and I I think I remember searching this picture. I was like, so you think I'm gonna like blow up like the Michelin Man? And like <laughs> I showed them, and they're like, yes, that's like what you would look like. I'm like, what? My God. I'm like, so and you know, had I not gone to the hospital, like I. I th- the the effects would have gone down because they gradually just did over time. I didn't do anything like different really. I think I had I might have had some medicine that they gave, but um, okay. had I not gone to the hospital, I had trips like I had so many trips planned out with my friends For sure. that I would have gone on a plane. I think there was a trip I had set like a couple weeks later, and fortunately I went to the hospital because yeah. you know. <laughs> um, so, but that, that changed my whole abroad experience because uh, I'm like, yeah. you know, that, that was within the first month, fortunately, because imagine if that happened towards the end, I would have had this, <laughs> Now you're here I for been, another three months. <laughs> yeah. Or take like a, a cruise ship back to the U.S. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Just know. hop on like a cargo, a cargo ship yeah. <laughs> stowaway. Yeah. So, so fortunately it happened early on, but those yeah. three months, I'm like, what am I going to do? Like this, and all my friends, I'm like, I'm not going to make them not, you know, go on these trips. Like oh, we had so many plans. So, so then I was like, okay, you know what? This is the time. Like I, I wanted to experience new things. So I decided, and I, with and my mom and, and dad, I think mostly my mom here was like so helpful. Um, mm. We started planning like how I can still experience Australia without flying. So we like wow. mapped out, all these different trips. Um, and I talked to this one like trip advisor who worked at the university I was, uh, you know, I was at, um, a lot. And we mapped out ways that I could travel on bus, um, throughout the, you know, throughout Australia, but none of my friends wanted to do that, obviously. And I didn't blame them, but so I'm like, okay, so I'm going to be traveling solo, which I was not expecting at all in my abroad experience, but I'm, like it it got me out of my comfort zone and i was so happy to do that um so you know i planned all these trips i started going abroad like to you know different cities alone um through a bus so i i would spend a lot of time on a bus there was one period i think at the end of one of my long trips um i went from the top of australia which was cans to yeah. adelaide and it was like i was on the bus for like 80 hours and I eight, eight zero? only got eight, yeah, like multiple days. Yeah. Um, and I, the only time I got off the bus was when we went to like rest stops. Um, 
Because like I, I experienced the Whoa. whole East Coast. Like I, I yeah. stopped at so many different places. But the only way I was going to do that in time was if I decided to, on the way back, just you know, go, just go straight for it. Yeah, all yeah, go straight for it. Um, and so it, it was that made me never want to get on a Greyhound bus again. But uh, yeah. that experience was amazing. Like I, I was in hostels that. I met some of my best friends from abroad because of these trips. Um, Mm. You know, I I went on like day trips, day activities with these people. I, I didn't know. It's kind of like the whole tea thing. Um, You know, like it presented those opportunities and, and to do things I would have never thought I would do. Um, So then when I went to New Zealand, uh, that was the, the day after I was able to fly again, I went to New Zealand Uh, (laughs) and, and, uh, yeah, so I was like, okay, I'm I'm going there. Um, yeah, and then that weekend it was the same weekend. Like I, we were in Queenstown, New Zealand. Have you ever been to Australia, New Zealand? I've been to Australia. Um, not New Zealand's top of my list for sure. Um, mm-hmm. And I kind of did. So we did. My brother he studied abroad in um, just outside of Sydney. Shit, what was it called? Mm-hmm. Well, do you know what I'm talking about? I think I want to say it started it's with Brisbane. A Oh, um, no, because Brisbane's South. Wollongong? Wollongong? No. Wollongong? No. Um, um, shit, I don't remember. But it, it's just, it's more inland. It's a little more inland, so a little east of Sydney, I want to say. Maybe a little north as well. But yeah. um, really, really close to Sydney. So, like, we as a family, like, he studied abroad there, and we, my parents took it as an opportunity to go visit him for two weeks. So, we flew into Sydney. And we did the whole East Coast thing as well, where we, I think we flew like a little trip to Cairns and then we drove, we rented a car and drove back to Sydney. Um, mm. So uh, beautiful. Did you do I, the was Great Ocean Road? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That, yeah. that was one of my favorite things. Like I love the Great Ocean Road. Yeah. Yeah. That was, it was gorgeous. I mean, I want to go back to Australia because I kind of want to go like by myself or with my brother again, like someone who's more like it's, I love traveling with my family, obviously. Like, mm-hmm. but it's a very kind of like what you were talking about, like going to Europe yeah. versus Australia. It's like, I know what I'm going to do when I'm with my family. Whereas mm-hmm. like, what if I go with like my brother or if I go with my girlfriend, it's like, we don't plan anything. We just, like, yeah. right, we that's have, the way to do it. We have flight tickets there and we have flight tickets home. <laughs> yeah fills this x number of days is up to us so mm-hmm. um that's I, I really would love to do that again i i love did you stop at fraser island by chance no that that okay. was on my list um but it didn't it didn't make my cut i yeah. had so many places that i wanted I'm to sure. see but did I'm you sure. so you went there went there we spent the night there it was it was really cool you got to stay in like a cat and like it was like a little campground um so yep. my family had like a little cabin but we met these, oh, there was a couple people from Australia. Um, there was a Swiss couple, and I want to say another, maybe Canadian, for some reason, Canadian rings a bell. Um, I could be very wrong with that. But uh, yeah, it was, just, it was really cool. Like, a, it's, like Fraser Island is, one, it was weird. So it's like, there's like no roads. You're kind of just driving on like these ATV type uh, vehicles. And there's like... I think they call it like mile long beach or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Gorgeous, beautiful beach and not a soul is out there. And they're like talking about like how 
like there, you don't see anybody swimming or anything because there's an extreme number of box jellyfish and bull sharks like right there and we're like oh yeah like yeah. no one wants to mess Let's with do those it. so you stay away um yeah but then like i mean it's like forest beach and then there was like a desert yeah. even on fraser island and it was I don't know. It was like you kind of got a different ecosystem within this mm-hmm. small island. And just, I, 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 it was one of those things that just stuck out to me in that trip. And I absolutely, like, I absolutely loved it. So, yeah. Definitely worth the, worth the time. It's crazy because, like, I was there for six months and I saw so much. Like, I'm sure. It's kind of like where you live, you never see as much. So, like, in the US, I've hardly traveled. But in Australia, yeah. I've traveled more than 90 five percent of australians like i've seen Mm -hmm. so many places that they haven't and but there's so much i still haven't seen that i I absolutely want to go back to australia um and and experience those other places i didn't get to yeah yeah but did you when you were in Cairns, did you go to like the great barrier reef yeah yeah we scuba dived or scuba dove in the the great barrier reef did so you probably weren't allowed to scuba dive either no, right. so that one I didn't. I didn't do scuba diving. I did snorkeling. Um, snorkeling, okay. Just because of the pressure, like and yep. like with yeah, yeah. For for that three months, they told me not to surf. Um, I <laughs> probably good I thing. surfed uh, two weeks after, and I, <laughs> I surfed many times after. Like I I loved it, and I'm like, you know what? Like I was not bad, and that was my first one. Even though it did ha- like I got injured, um, I'm like, not <laughs> that stop me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so I was surfing like two weeks after that whole thing and uh I just told my dad that literally like two weeks ago and he's like, What? He's like, You did he's like, I don't think I knew that. I'm like, you know, like I'm like it was too fun. I'm like, you gotta experience yeah. sometimes you gotta risk it. But I it's funny when you mentioned like there was box jellyfish or, or yeah. sharks. So when I was I went to Byron Bay, did you get to go to Byron Bay? Not that I remember, mm-hmm. no. So that's like a really like famous town in in australia um, and like like when celebrities go to australia i think a lot of them go there um but there's also really good surfing there and for like beginners um mm-hmm. but i was surfing and then all of a sudden like no one's around me and it's getting laid out it was like five or six and like everything's starting to get dark and i just mm-hmm. had but thought i'm like I don't know. I'm like, I feel like I'm surrounded by like, I could be surrounded by sharks and I wouldn't even know. For and, sure. and like a week or two before there was like an attack, a uh, shark attack uh, in yeah. Byron Bay. So I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm going to get out of the water. I don't feel yeah. comfortable. Um, but and I don't know if there were sharks, but yeah, for some yeah. reason I was like, I, I just did not. Feel and listen, so. listen to that. Uh, <laughs> to yeah. That feeling. It's, yeah. Usually so, it's, a, it's associated with the good. Or good, uh, good readings on the energy of yeah. <laughs> what's going on. So, yeah. So, uh, but it was with Queenstown. I, when I got there, you know, like <laughs> I probably shouldn't have done this, but I, I was like, you know, I want to skydive, and mm-hmm. then I was like, you know what? I also want to bungee jump. And mm-hmm. so that first weekend, I got there, and mind you, like this is a few days after I was finally able to even fly. Um, I, I decided to skydive on Saturday and then on Sunday I bungee jumped and like, that was the craziest weekend of my life. Um, and best experience. Like I, I absolutely love both of them and (laughs) yeah, it, yeah, it was just so fun, but for sure. I don't know. Yeah. 
no the skydiving i can i can't speak to bungee jumping i've i've yet to do that i don't know i, I didn't i don't have as much of a draw to it but i feel like if i was in australia or new zealand I'd be like, eh, yeah. why not um, it's scarier than skydiving like yeah you have to you have to jump yourself like no mm-hmm. one i mean you, you could get pushed but skydiving you're attached to a professional who's done yep. thousands of jumps hopefully um <laughs> hopefully it's his first yeah. professional job or yeah like tandem jump <laughs> yeah no luckily uh i'm still here so that, that's Dude. the good news oh uh, yeah i know i love it everyone's so well everyone like always asks you or at least they've asked me like when you're skydiving like there's a lot of thoughts that are going through your mind when you're up in the plane and um I remember so like there's like this two or a few distinctive thoughts and I'm curious like what you what you thought of but like obviously when they first opened the door so I one I paid for to go up like higher get yeah I paid to yeah. go up higher to a higher level cuz I wanted a more of a free fall mm-hmm. um so I paid a little bit more money for for that so I think there were people that jumped out at 10,000 and I think I was at 15 or 13, something like I that. That's, I think I was around 15, 12, 15. I don't know. Yeah. It's probably 13. I, I want to say, but, um, so obviously I was not the first to get up with that. They open up the door and you just see like this per, like the first person get like whipped out. Like they jump, yeah. they jump out and they just get ripped out of the airplane. You're like, what the fuck? Like, this is stupid. Like, what am I doing? Like, this is ridiculous ridiculous um but so then it comes to be my turn and now i'm i remember so like whatever i'm like you know like i'm just breathing i'm like it's happening like i'm not worried like i'm not gonna obviously gonna back out i'm like this is gonna happen i'm gonna get out of the plane and if i die i die (laughs) like whatever like it's at that point you can't control it so it's like all right whatever right and so but i stick my feet out and the first thought, like all of a sudden, I start panicking because now the shoes I have on are not like they don't tie; they're they're just slip-ons. Oh, I'm like, idiot! Like you're gonna lose your shoes. <laughs> like so, I start freaking out. I'm like, just work. I'm like clenching my feet to try and like keep my shoes on, not even thinking about like this guy's about to push me out of a plane. I'm like, yeah, the shoes. Don't lose the shoes. And he's like, you ready? I'm like, yep, let's do this. <laughs> And then we go, and obviously at that point you don't think about the shoes too much. <laughs> you're you're falling, but uh, it's it's exhilarating, dude. Yeah, no, I had that same. Not with the shoes, didn't think wasn't <laughs> thinking about that. But the I was second to go. I wanted to be first because I didn't want to see what it looked like for someone else. Because I'm like, I, I was kind of glad it, be, I did. Yeah, no. In the end, I'm I'm happy because it's like hilarious thinking yeah. about it. Like. Like you said, like all the they're at the edge and then they just like they fly out like Dude, yeah insanely it, it, fast. I'm like, oh my god, right? what what is going on? Like, mm-hmm. and then uh yeah, and then get to the edge. But I I was not I don't know I was not nervous about skydiving at all. Like I something about it. I I was just ready for it and and I had the video. Like I I paid for the you know extra mm-hmm. to get a video for it. Um. And it's funny because most of the video, I'm just smiling. I'm not like even screaming. I'm just yeah. like, I'm just smiling. And even as yeah. I exit the plane, I have the biggest smile. And mm-hmm. and I'm like, wow, I was really calm during that. And then when I when we you know landed, the the guy was like, did did you have fun? And I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah. Like I was like, I was like, I was smiling. I was like, that was that was amazing. He's like, yeah. You were just like the calm, most calm person I've ever seen. He's like. 
are you do you want to like become a professional skydiver i'm like <laughs> i don't think so but i'm like yeah. it, I, i'm like i feel like maybe i could if you're saying so but yeah. um but bungee jumping though i was that was terrifying like and it was like the third highest bungee jump in the world and oh my God. i'm standing at the edge my legs are shaking uncontrollably yeah and they're like three two one and if you don't jump it gets 10 times harder and people don't jump because they get scared i'm like i'm i'm just gonna do it um yeah. you just gotta and do i it. and he, yeah and that i don't know which one i like both like better but they were both awesome in their own way yeah, the the closest thing I've done to bungee jumping in Las Vegas, there's a thing where it's a it's a controlled descent, mm. but basically you're it's super tall. I don't I can't I don't know how tall, but you walk or you get brought up to this thing. They strap you in, and then you basically jump off of this tower, and then they so you have like a quick like second of free fall, but then it it catches you. And it like descends you kind of, it's like a controlled descent and then you like can land on your feet. But yeah, that like first it's like, yeah, you're like standing up there and I'm like, this is weird. Like, this is just stupid. Like it's like stupid. And then like, of course, I think my brother goes first and like, they like were like the guys up there were making fun of like how like little of a jump that he did. So now I'm like, okay, well I got to I got to be better than that. So like, of course, like they convinced me to do like a full run and just like launch my body off. And I'm like, Oh my God, like this is so That's stupid. Awesome, but it, it, yeah, it's like one of those things like just, just fun. I, I think I would do bungee jumping though. That would be, it, I would suggest doing it. Like if you have the chance, maybe not on like the third highest one in the world, that's terrifying. Why not? But, I mean, if well, you're going to do it, you're going to do it. Yeah. Go I'm going to die if it's the third <laughs> tallest or if it's right, like right. the, I don't know, just like a normal bridge. I'm probably going to die. Yeah. <laughs> so like if I, normal if ones, normal ones are like 40 meters, I think, which is equivalent okay. to like a, I think a three story build. Yeah. I could be wrong. Oh. I don't know. Maybe not. Okay. Maybe it's, I, th- I think man. meters, isn't that like uh like one meters, like three and a half feet ish, like three point something feet. Gosh, I don't know. It's a little know. over maybe, a yard. Maybe it was, maybe I'm getting, I don't know. It was, it was tall, but it wasn't a huge drop. Yeah. Um, the one I did was 134. So like Meters? three, yeah, I believe. Jeez. So it's like yeah. three times. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's, but, and to add to the craziness one. Okay. Like I didn't know if I was risking my like whole injury thing. Like I, I didn't yeah. know skydiving yeah, yeah. or something would cause a problem but i was risking that uh you know then you're risking the skydiving and bungee jumping in general the dangers with that um which which yeah they're not, like, not really bad. Bad. yeah, yeah. I, was like, <laughs> I mean they're scary and i think people think it's probably way worse but like it's mm-hmm. re- relatively safe i mean given the statistics of how many people yeah. actually get injured uh but i i at both places, I picked locker number 13 and put my stuff in locker number 13. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, if I was going to yeah. risk it, I'm like, I'm going to go with the most unlucky thing. And, and <laughs> you know, if I survive both of these, 13 does not phase me anymore. It's never going to be a problem. So, uh, and, you know. That's good. Here, so. That is good. Yeah, there's, uh, oh man, I don't know, it's just, it's, it's, it's something serene, like, kind of like when you're talking about the, uh, when you're falling, like, out of, or when you were skydiving, there is something serene about it, 
And and again, when you in my like uh, my mentality is if something doesn't work, like literally, there's no control at this point. Like it's right. what's gonna happen is I'm gonna die. And yep. well, gave it a good chance or gave it a good shot. But it's like so. There's something serene. It's just like truly unlike anything. And I remember like being in. So I did it in Ireland, like I said. And mm-hmm. the night before, I partook in all the Irish activities of of going out into pubs and Irish stuff like dancing, that. Irish dancing, right? Irish dancing, exactly. And so, um, so I was like, I was kind of hung over that day and uh talk about a hangover cure uh that completely (laughs) wiped my slate clean like i was not hung over in the slightest afterwards i had so much energy like i felt amazing after that it was yeah no that that's awesome i they like i i love doing adventurous stuff and i think about this like i haven't done anything really adventurous since australia which is three or four years ago at this point or longer than that um but like what else can you do outside of skydiving bungee jumping i mean there's a lot of things but um i don't know i just i i would love to to get those types of feelings again you Mm -hmm. know it's just nothing really matches those those Mm -hmm. experiences no no that's for sure have you ever so have you gone surfing since no no i wish um but australia is the only place i've i've done it at which was cool i would love to move somewhere eventually like chicago i absolutely love um but i see myself moving to i don't know when i'll do this or if i ever will but somewhere where there's either mountains or or water or both would be nice um yeah but I, i love being outdoors and not that you can't do that in Chicago, but there's just it's different. very limited it's, uh, amount of experiences like that. Like, you know, yeah. so. Well, and I think I was just talking to a buddy of mine and he, we were talking about how I think Illinois, cause we both had moved from Chicago mm-hmm. and he was saying that Illinois, I think is like number two on the flat, one of the flattest States in America and Illinois just sucks. I'm going to be honest. Like, dude, I'm, I am not coming back to Illinois no, <laughs> ever. Never? No, no. I, there's my family's not even there anymore. Like my parents oh, really? moved up to Wisconsin. Um, my sister is in North. She's basically in Wisconsin, but it's like mm-hmm. Northern Illinois. Um, I mean, my grandparents are there and everything, but yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't see myself going back. I, there's so many places in the world that I want to see. I, yeah. I could see myself moving like, kind of like you said, I love, so I, I love Minneapolis because of all the water that's around. There's obviously mm-hmm. no mountains, but a lot of outdoor life here. Um, and so you can go kayaking, you can go hiking in different beautiful parks and it's, uh, yeah. and I, and I've gotten like really into swimming recently. So I've been really? liking, I've been liking the, the lake life. Um, but I don't know. I could see myself living on an ocean at some point, maybe in the mountains, mm-hmm. maybe, I mean, abroad is for sure. There's, yeah. there's going to be a time well, in my I was, life. I, I live, I move abroad. Yeah. I was listening to your last, your last episode with Jay. Uh, oh Elfman, yeah. And, um, 
well, his experience is so cool that he's traveling like that. But so cool. Um, I love it. But yeah, like what you said, like I, living abroad would be amazing. Like mm-hmm. if I if I could, I would move to Australia in a heartbeat or New yeah. Zealand. Like I I would absolutely move there. The only problem is I have a really big family. They're all in Illinois. I love being with my family. I don't want to be away from them and going somewhere like that. I, I would never, I wouldn't see them for a couple of years probably. Um, yeah. So that's like the challenge of, of, of moving far, you know, yeah. abroad at least. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is a challenge for sure. And I get that. Like the, the one thing I've heard from people who have either done it or like just on podcasts of people who have done it, um, is a lot of people say like if you have that inclination to do it do it because when you if if you like let's say if you leave for a year or even two years or three years not much is going to change when you come back people are still a lot of people are going to still be in the same job still be doing the same shit but you're going to have so much experience and yeah it's like I do think about like the extraneous factors of my grandma she's like 91 92 it's like eh okay like how many more years does she have? Um, and like, you think of like those like extraneous things, but when you think of like your, your friends and your parents and like, I mean, in one or three years, like not much is going to change. And what can you do in that one or three years in a new country, like new experiences, new friendships, literally just like a clean slate. Yeah. So much, there's so much you can do. And so I kind of keep that in my mind and I don't know, because it's such a strong, like, fire that burns inside of me. I know it's going to happen someday. The question is when is, like... Yeah, when's I'm, the right time? Yeah, when's the right time? And, I mean, I, I have ideas of when that right time is. But I also... I was going to be abroad. Um, I was planning to move abroad 2020. Like, October... My lease came up in October of 2020. Mm-hmm. I was going to be like spend the holidays with my family and then basically like pick up and go somewhere January 1st, 2021. But yeah, COVID <laughs> and a lot of things happened. And so it kind of put that on the back burner. Now I'm, now I'm where I'm at really happy where I'm at, but it's like, okay. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I would say if you have, if that's truly a desire, pursue it, man. Yeah. No, I, I definitely want to. I, I, for me, it's there, it'll depend on a few things. One depends on creative souls, um, yeah. and then two, like the the. So I have three older brothers. Um, two of them. So my oldest has two kids now, but they're like really young. They're one and not even one, and then one's two. Um, and then my brother, who was over a little earlier today, he has a, a newborn. So like mm. I think about that, I'm like. If yeah. I leave now, I'd be missing out on, you know, like when they're growing up. And like, mm-hmm. to me, I'm like, you know, like, obviously I'll see them and they'll know me down the road. They're not even going to remember that, you know, seeing me yeah. right now because they're, they're so young. But those like experiences while they're little, I'm like, I don't know if I want to be away from, from family, yeah. like when they're growing up. But I think you're right. Like not much will change other than, you know, them being able to grow up, but as far as like jobs, friends and all that, like, yeah, you're right. There's probably not much that would change in that span of time. Yeah. So, and yeah, my, one of my brothers is actually, he's quitting his job. Uh, him and my sister-in-law are 
she actually just quit her job, uh, but my brother's quitting in early August and they actually bought a van and they're, they're going to be traveling the U S um, for at least the next year. And they're also starting their own business uh, while they're doing that. So I'm like nice. insanely jealous of that. Like, yeah, that, love that's that. so cool to me. Dude, yeah. that is, um, that's not actually, that's another thing that's in my mind. <laughs> that's for sure. That thought has crossed my mind as well. Um, what are they doing? Like, what, what, what are they, what business are they starting? So I don't know the specifics yet. Um, I just know like they're going to be starting a, a, something around pets. Um, I couldn't even tell you really what, what's the, the details in it. They, they haven't really told too many people. Um, yeah, but it's around animals. Um, she codes and then he's like, he, I mean, he majored in business. He's been a consultant and, and things like that. So the combo of both of them, they'll, they'll be able to make hopefully something really pretty, pretty cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, so oh, that's that's cool. I imagine after you said something with pets, I imagine their van being like you've seen Dumb and Dumber, mm-hmm. <laughs> like the the giant like furry just <laughs> like sheepdog type van that they're driving around to, to like national parks. <laughs> so not uh not like pets isn't like that. It'll be like more of like like a documentation type thing for like vet veterinarians yeah. or like even pet owners to track things like oh, medical cool. stuff. I'm guessing. I, I think it's more of that. It won't. Yeah. <laughs> like dog grooming. Right. Not, like it won't be dog grooming, but mobile uh, dog grooming. Hey, why not? Yeah. <laughs> hey, you, you might be onto something there. I'll, I'll let them be. know. <laughs> I like that. I like that. That's cool, dude. I, I'm, I don't know, and like I'm, I'm on, I'm on TikTok a lot now, and uh, I've just gotten into that. Like the algorithm now for me is a lot of like travel slash like entrepreneurship slash like just doing remote style working, being financially independent, financially free, and stuff. So I've, uh, I'm being bombarded constantly with <laughs> with that type of content, and like yeah, like why not me? Like why not? Like is this something that I just is it's a it's a draw it's an urge it's a i feel it and i want it so i'm gonna pursue it and it's like somehow so somehow some way um and the beauty of it is with this podcast is i can clearly do this from anywhere i mean we're we're in different states and um like it's it's working out working out well are you so were you talking i know you mentioned before about um like this, this headset or like the microphone and stuff. Are you thinking of starting a podcast or anything like that? Yeah. So I, so before COVID actually a while before COVID, I bought like all the podcast gear, like I was ready to go. Um, the, so I, I bought everything. I started testing it out. Um, but I, I mean, just doing research podcasts, a lot goes into it, um, to really, make it a good one I like mm-hmm. it wasn't going to be like a, a while it was going to be fun it was really for my business for creative souls um yeah i wanted to and i still want to at some point i just don't know when um but i want to interview individuals with disabilities who are doing successful things um whether it's like running their own businesses um there's a individual who i'm connected with now who recently went viral uh he's the first 
individual with Down syndrome to do an Ironman. Um, yeah, his name's Chris, I believe. So I've been ta- I've talked to him on Instagram before, and um, we've talked a couple times through just message. Not you know I don't talk to him every day, but yeah, like, yeah. he's someone I want to interview. Um, like he, insanely cool and and really just amazing things whether you have a display or not to to be able to do an iron man is incredible obviously um but yeah the idea for that pot the podcast would be not only to talk about creative souls um but just interviewing individuals with displays maybe companies that are either run by someone with display or making an impact with people with disabilities and and really Mm -hmm. just getting that people's voices out there because um there's a stigma with with disability that you know they can't people with disabilities can't do things because of, of, you know, of whatever disability it is. Um, but there's so many amazing people that don't have opportunities in, in life and people don't give them opportunities. But if you, if you do, you know, if you are around these individuals who are getting these opportunities, you can see how much amazing and successful things they can do. Um, and so I really want to, be able to to create a podcast where i'm i'm doing that but yeah that's uh that's the idea that i want to do it just to plan that out on top of everything i'm already doing is i don't really have much time for that at the moment yeah i get it i get you got to prioritize but yeah why don't you uh kind of go through creative souls because that's uh i mean you i've shit i feel like i've been seeing it for a while now but I'm curious about like the whole yeah, creation of creative souls. I'm sure a lot of people now you've said it multiple times. I'm curious exactly what it is. So, so yeah, why don't you go through that, the whole creation story? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, I mean, stop me whenever. Cause for sure. this is another thing I can, I can actually talk about for hours and hours. Um, yeah, yeah. so any questions you have, let me know. And, um, so I'll start from the, the, kind of my background. So yeah. uh, for, for those who don't know me, I, one, I grew up with a learning disability and actually a majority of people who I know, even friends don't know that. Um, I have a auditory processing disorder. So in like first grade, I got diagnosed with that. Um, first grade, all throughout high school, I had speech therapy. Um, I worked with counselors and everything like every single week. I remember in like elementary school, multiple times a week. And I was even in uh, some special ed classes, not, you know, I I was kind of in a mix of of both, uh, like mainstream and some special ed. Um, And that was like growing up. And so, and I like got extra time on tests and everything. And um, so that's kind of where I got introduced to disability, Um, you know, uh, and I didn't really think of myself different as... uh, than anyone else and no one really knew that i i had this but basically mm-hmm. my auditory processing disorder is just it takes me longer to answer questions and and process what i'm either being asked or reading on something like on a, a book or paper or whatever mm-hmm. um, it takes me longer to process that and kind of give you a summary of what i read or be able to answer your questions now today like i can answer questions uh, although sometimes i go on tangents i I don't know if that's part of that, but, um, you know, I, uh, I mean, I would say not cause I do too, the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, but like today I'm, I'm, no one would ever know. Um, I was gonna say, yeah. and I, 
I stopped getting all those like services like speech therapy and everything my junior year of high school. Like they said, okay. you know, you you no longer actually need our support. Like you mm. kind of you've worked through how to cope or like you know work through your your disability or work with it. Um, yeah, and so like for me, it, it t- takes longer to read stuff, understand stuff, but. Um, so I might have to read things over and over again to really understand, but so, you know, that, that's where I first got knowledge of even what a disability was, uh, in fourth grade, I was on a baseball team and one of the, one of my friends on the team, his brother had down syndrome and I'm still friends with this, this person today. Um, Mm -hmm. but he would come to every single baseball game and people on the dugout would, and I don't remember this, but my, my parents say like people would make fun of him and not be so mm. nice. And they're like, you, you were always like talking to him. You wanted to be his friend. And I don't know. I, I loved seeing him at the games. Like I was so excited to see him every time he was there. And when he wasn't, I was bummed. Yeah. And so that was in fourth grade. And then you know, a few years go by, then I joined Buddy Baseball, which is playing baseball with kids with disabilities. Yeah. Um, and that same individual was a part of that program. So that nice. just made me love, you know, people with disabilities. And, and like, I just had such a great time. And I didn't think of it as like volunteering. I, I was like, this is just, this is fun. fun. Like, they're yeah. awesome people. Um, so then in high school, my mom was like, you should join Best Buddies. And so I joined Best Buddies which is, you know, you get kind of assigned at the beginning of the year to someone with a disability and you're, you're their buddy, you're, you're their friend. Um, and you go on like outings during the month, um, you know, yeah. in school events and then outside of school and you just hang out with them. Um, and you really develop a friendship. So like, I always kind of think about this, like it's in a way like a forced friendship at first. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like over time you're like, no, like I'm actually friends with them. And, and like without best buddies, I wouldn't have had that in like that experience to be able to be friends with them. Um, and, and so I knew in high school going into college that I, I knew, you know, whatever I'm going to do, I wanted to do something with people with disabilities. Like that's mm-hmm. what I want to do for like my life. I don't know what, what aspect. Yeah. Um, so my mom mentioned social work and so I was like, okay, I'll apply to school of social work at U of University of Illinois. Um, so I get to U of I and did social work. And then my junior year, I and before this, I so saw I was in a class, a social entrepreneurship class. And before that, this class, um, I never thought of myself as an entrepreneur. Um, I never thought I would start a business. But and it's funny because. I, all my, all three brothers of mine have their own businesses. My mom mm. had her own business. My dad has helped with my mom's business. Um, so like <laughs> we are blood, actually yeah. all, entre- yeah, we're like yeah. all entrepreneurs in our own way. But I didn't, I don't know. I, I was like, I'm in social work. I'm not good with numbers. Like, you know, math is not my thing. Um, yeah. So I'm like, I don't see myself ever starting one. But I did have a lot of ideas about businesses and like, Every mm. time I have an idea, I write it. I write it down in my in my note, like in my notes section of my phone or somewhere. Um, yeah. So I like even today, even though I'm focused on creative souls, I have hundreds of business ideas. 
Uh, yeah. And so, like, if if I ever stop with Crave Souls, <laughs> and I don't know if this is similar with you, but if I ever stop with Crave Souls, um, I have another business that I'll probably start. Maybe not right away, but for sure, uh, you know. So yeah. Um. So sorry. Sometimes I get lost in my my train of no, thought. No, you're good. But, you're good. But um. So I joined this class. It was called Social Entrepreneurship. It was in the School of Social Work, and. It was basically a class where you were supposed to create an idea that could change society in some ways. And so in that class, I'm like, you know, like, and and people weren't even, it was supposed to just be an idea, not even like necessarily a business. Um, But I was like, this is a entrepreneurship class. So I'm going to create an idea that will be a business. Um, And so I was like, okay. I'm interested in helping people with disabilities. What can I do that's unique, that can be a business, um, and and involve that aspect of working with yeah. individuals with disabilities? So I, I've seen companies, I heard about other companies that had individuals with disabilities creating art that was printed onto shirts. Um, and, you know, the artists earn money for, for every time those shirts sell. But I'm like, okay, like I can create something like that but I don't want to do just that. Um, so I, I was looking into like shoes and I was like, you know what? Like there's no, and I searched this for, I mean, there are days I was searching for trying to see if there was something like this and there wasn't. And now I know it, it was for a good reason because of, of all the, the work that <laughs> you know goes into it. But um, I, so I decided, okay, I'm going to have people with disabilities create, art on shoes and at first it was i'll have them hand paint on shoes yeah. Yeah. um and so that semester i came up with the idea and the teacher who her name's carol mock um she, i still one of my probably my favorite professor i've ever had um yeah. you know every every classmate of mine like they weren't taking their ideas very seriously. Like they didn't see a future of, with their ideas, but I was yeah. like, I love this idea. Like I, I want to keep working on this. And she really encouraged me to keep going with it even past the, That's awesome. the you know, once the course ended and we, we yeah. even stay in contact today. Um, but I, so in that class I was able to create the idea. Then I went abroad. Um, so basically a year passed without me doing anything, but it was still in my head that I'm like, okay, yeah. I really want to do something with it. So then I was in an internship for my senior year of social work, second semester. And my supervisor at the internship, the first day was like, what do you want to do this semester? And this was at, uh, I was at Hillel, which is a Jewish like center. Um, and I was like a social work intern at a Jewish center. And I'm not, I'm not religious. Um, but, you know, I was like, this is a, a good opportunity to, to, um, you know, for, for an internship. So yeah. the first day though, he's like, what do you want to do? I'm like, so I have this idea. It has nothing to do with, you know, Judaism at all. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. it has nothing to do with the people we, you serve here. But so I told him about creative souls and he's like, let's do it. Like, that's what you're working on this semester. And so that semester I created a website. Um, I partnered up with a local agency I bought like 30 pairs of really cheap canvas shoes and mm-hmm. had them hand paint, had artists hand paint on shoes. Um, yeah. 
And I, re- I realized pretty quickly by the end of the, the internship, I was not able to sell many of those shoes because someone liked a certain design on size six, but yeah, those, right size, yeah. but yeah, but that design was created on a size eight and yeah. I couldn't have the artist replicate it because they were hand painted. So literally like all the shoes were unique to itself. Um, yeah, super so, cool. And but yeah, it makes it a little challenging. Yeah. And for some artists, it, it would take, you know, 30 minutes to create four pairs of shoes. And then other artists like took four hours to create one pair of shoes, which mm. I was totally fine with, you know, but, mm-hmm. but from a business perspective, it's, a, <laughs> I mean, yeah. you're, 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 I think it's a cool, yeah, you have to think cause you're trying to start a business that's going to be benefiting these artists and these people. But it also has to be a successful business. Without a successful business, you can't see the vision through. So it's like you have to find that fine balance of where of playing that game of what's going to help support a business, but also what's going to allow these artists to have fun and pursue these passions that they might have. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and so, like, I was sitting down with my supervisor from the internship the last day, like one of the last days of the internship. I'm like, this is not scalable. Like, I. Yeah. I you know, this is great. People love the idea, but I can't, I hardly can sell anything. And I'm like, the, if I want to actually take this seriously, I need to figure out a different way to go about this. And so mm-hmm. I was like, what? I just wish there was a printer that could print on shoes. <laughs> and, and so he's like, search it on Google. So we search it. We're in yeah. his office. We're searching it. And I see this, uh, this printer and I'm like, wow, like, this is it. Like, this is the printer I need. And mm. we look at the price and it's like $25,000. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, so I don't have that money. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to get that money. Um, I'm like, but that is what I need. So internship ended, school year ended, summer went by. Then I come back to U of I for my master's. I, one of the first months I was like, I, I'm still thinking about Crave Souls. I really want to do it. So I look up uh, entrepreneurship events on campus and there was a event, I forgot what it was called, but it was a pitching event where you can pitch your idea and there's like business students, there's MBA, like engineers, just tons of people who are listening to them. And I was like, I'm going to sign up for this event. The, The only thing was that I... I emailed the head of it because it said it was closed um, the night before the the event. And I've never pitched anything in my life. Yeah. And like anything like this. And so they're like, you're in luck. We Someone backed out. We have one spot available. And they're like, yeah. can you can you send like a pitch deck or like a, a you know a PowerPoint? I'm like, something, yeah. What's that? <laughs> I'm like, I have no idea what that. Is. And they're like, okay, yeah. just create like they create like they sent me some examples. So I was like, yes, I'll have that to you by tonight. So I I like made something. It was like very basic. And at the yeah. time, like this is all an idea, mm-hmm. and I don't have that printer yet. So I'm like, this this is what I want it to be. Um, and and actually, I'll back up a little. Sorry, the the summer I went. Fortunately, the, the printer that I wanted, they had an office like 30 minutes away from you know Buffalo oh, cool. Grove. And so I actually went there and 
had shoes printed. Like I tested it out. Um, That's nice. With like a yeah. sales rep. Yeah. So I had a pair that I was able to show in the pitch. Um, that's which that's cool. I'm like, this is the future. This is where I'm at now, but this is the future that I'm, I'm going. That's for. awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I get up there pitching, like I was freaking out. Cause I'm like, I pitching an idea. This, I, and the people before me, I was like the last to go. The people before me all had these like really well thought out things. I'm like, all right, here it goes. Nothing. And there's a hundred people in the audience, um, mm-hmm. which is great. I'm like, this is, this is really cool. And so I pitch, um, you know, I get done and then this MBA student comes up to me and she's like, I really like your idea. And she's like, I, I want to help you. And I'm like, awesome. I'm like this is yeah. okay. Oh, yeah. Sounds good. And so she's like, I have two friends who are in the MBA program. I'm going to get them involved too. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, oh, this, is, <laughs> this is the dream. I'm like, this is why I wanted to pitch. Cause I'm like, I've been stuck and like, I, I, I don't know where to go. And yeah. so then I started working with them for like that semester um, on a business plan and kind of just planning things out. Then I did a, two of the, her friends kind of faded out of the picture, but she continued on for like the whole program. Um, we, I joined like a, a contest. Um, it was like I venture, um, and it was just like a startup contest and you, you could win money, you can win different prizes. Mm-hmm. And so that was another event where I pitched in front of a ton of people. Um, yeah. but this time it was like being judged by, you know, it's like shark tank in a way, but oh, okay. yeah. maybe not as successful as like a Mark Cuban. <laughs> um, so I pitched there. Um, and I, I didn't win any money, but it was like, it was Good. I got really good feedback and good ideas. My business plan kind of became more solid. Um, and then I was like, okay, I still don't have $25,000. I'm like, what yeah. can I do next? So I was like, Kickstarter campaign. I'm going to do a Kickstarter campaign. Um, mm-hmm. So then I did a, a, I was like planning that out for a few months. I uh, launched one in like the springtime of my master's program, which was. 2017 2018 um 2018 2018 graduate for undergrad in 2017 2017, yeah yeah so now like the timeline though that's like almost two and a half years or almost three years of like when the first idea kind of arised um and so i i launched this kickstarter campaign and the goal was to do fifty thousand raise fifty thousand dollars in um 30 days and so yeah and the problem with kickstarter though is if you don't raise your goal you don't keep any of the money it goes right back to like the people who who backed your project interesting okay yeah so in that 30 days i raised over fifteen thousand dollars which was amazing but i didn't keep any of that money um And and I I need to I put it at fifty thousand because people are backing your project to get something out of it. They're like not just donating like there's certain like things you can back. I don't know yeah. if you're familiar with Kickstarter, um, but you know, like one element was like if they gave twenty dollars you get a shirt. If you do mm-hmm. fifty shoes and like so on and so on. Um, so like I need to be able to pay for the printer, pay for the inventory, the ink, everything else that I don't know about. Um, while also being able to like, you know, yeah. ship it out and everything, like fulfill everything. Um, yep. So 
I'm fortunate that it didn't go through. Like I, I wasn't able to, to fund <laughs> it because I don't even know if fifty thousand. It, it would have been a really stressful time for me. Um, but fifteen thousand showed me. I'm like, okay, like there's some support here. Like yeah. I didn't know half the people that backed this. Um, and if stop me if you have any questions because no no this is great yeah it's it's fantastic i think it's uh i don't know i'm i'm just interested in in this story so please continue on so so um so okay so then during the kickstarter something interesting happened so my my well now my ex-girlfriend but my girlfriend at the time she Mm. her dad uh just so happened to be a venture capitalist. Um, okay. Now it, it's funny because when we first met, um, I don't know. It was one of the first things that was said was like we met on a dating app, and it was like, oh, I said I had a business, and she's like, oh, you're in luck. My dad's a venture capitalist, and like it was, we were joking around because like my type of business is nothing that they would ever back. Like they back like you know, the Ubers, the, yeah. you know, those types of things. Um, <clears throat> and, but so during the Kickstarter campaign, he shared my Kickstarter campaign on LinkedIn and in the Chicago area, he had a lot of reach. So her dad, That's um, awesome. you know, shared it and he, and really he has a lot of reach. Um, <clears throat> and I mean, like he, he, crazy thing, like he, he knew Steve jobs. Like he know, he knew a lot of those people uh like well, he's he yeah. was in meetings like when you say job. oh so yeah so he knew him okay i was gonna say like, yeah he he like yeah he has some funny stories that he he shared um so like he has reach and so uh, one yeah. day you know after he posted it um i didn't think anything was going to come from it i thought it was just going to maybe help me raise a little more money but this guy reached out to me Oh, he calls me, you know, her, her dad calls me and says, Hey, this guy wants to talk to you. He's interested in, in what you're doing. And so I'm like, okay, you know, he can call me. And so I talk on this phone, this guy's name is Devin Gross. Um, he's a CEO of, or he at least was, I don't know exactly what he is now. Um, Mm -hmm. but he was CEO of this healthcare business in Chicago. Um, and very successful business in Chicago. So I'm like, okay, this guy's, uh, the the real deal, and he, what yeah. he said was he is a brother with a disability who's at a, um, you know, like an enterprise, basically like where I work now, which is a, a residential setting for people with disabilities. Um, but his brother lived in Pennsylvania at this place called Camp Hill Sultane, um, and Camp Hill Sultane has a bunch of different businesses in their community where people with disabilities are, are running it or at least helping out with it, like from okay. cafes cool. to art. Um, and he's like, so Drew, we're, we're starting a fund that, could fu- that funds companies or people who have a disability, um, you know, who want to run a company. And we're going to be funding those, those types of companies. And he's like, so, you know, like we're we're interested in what you're doing. He's like, we haven't mm-hmm. funded a single company yet. Um, but we want creative souls to be the first. And yeah. so like awesome. we, we had planned out, like we talked for months before like anything actually happened. Um, but like, he's like, how much money do you need? And I was like, I, you know, the printer is what I want and it's, it's what I need. 
Um, so I'm like, I at least need $25,000 to be able to purchase that. And like probably more than that. So I had asked for a little over that. And eventually we signed like a, a contract um, and I, I got the money for the printer, um, which was unreal. Like, yeah. And I, I think about how, you know, my ex joked about like my dad's a venture capitalist, like, well, he didn't back it. You know, it actually, because he was and like because, he yeah. was, his network, like it actually, you know, it, it helped yeah. me get the printer. Um, amazing. Yeah. It's amazing when you yeah. know the right people are just are connected. Right. Like those, those weird things just happen all the time where sometimes people come back into your life or just can connect you to just the right person. And then all of a sudden it's like the perfect jumping, jumping pad or whatever you want to call it that you needed to reach that next level when yeah. you're like standing in front of a brick wall and you're like, I don't know what to do. So that's yep. super cool. Yeah. And, and so, and I, I still fully believe I would, I was going to get that printer no matter what. Like I, yeah, I had spent so much time on it. I'm like, you know what? Like this is going to happen one way or another. This yeah. fast tracked it, which was amazing. Um, but before he even gave the money, I was like, you know what? I need to still raise more money. Cause even if they give 25,000 or 30,000, whatever it is, um, that money will not help me get the inventory and be able to pay for like the ink costs, which are incredibly expensive for this printer. Um, and, and this printer is called a direct to garment printer, um, which in itself is basically a, a giant printer that you can put shirts, shoes, anything cotton material yeah. um, okay. into it. You with using software, you can put a design on the, you know, their, their software and print, like this, what I'm wearing now. For those yeah, who can't okay. see, I'm wearing a Creative Souls sweatshirt with a, a skyline um, that one of my artists created, and it oh, prints right onto you know the whatever you have there. Um, Dude, that's cool. Is that hand drawn like that design? So this artist, her name's Natalia. She does it on like an iPad, but she did draw this on like a I don't know what app it is, but she drew it by herself um yeah so yeah so like he was saying it's like a chicago skyline but there's like mandalas all over all yeah i it's i don't know like i said well you'll have to i'll have to share something on it um yeah after yeah after the show because this is uh it's super cool really really Mm -hmm. cool yeah thank you yeah the some of the artists are are so talented in in what they can do but this is why like i want the printer the printer gave creative souls that ability to scale uh, because now I could take one design that someone can create on a piece of paper. And that's Mm -hmm. what all my artists do. It could be, they could be drawing with crayons, you know, color pencils, whatever, or, you know, graphic designs like photographs, whatever. There's so many different opportunities. Um, And now they can spend however long they want in their home or wherever they're at and yeah. send me as many designs as they want. It could be one. Like I don't ever put pressure on them to, to send me a billion. Like it's it's when they want. It's on their timeline. Um, and now you know I could take that design and, and print it onto shirts, sweatshirts, shoes. Um, you know, you name it. I I can do it, and on all different types of sizes. So this opened the door to being able to scale, um, print like professionally, and it looks 
like it looks legit compared to what and i don't want to say the hand painted shoes were were bad but i Hmm. it's kind of funny to look at what they looked like versus where we're at now Um, yeah for sure it's just incredible like the difference um those are vintage though you can maybe uh if you still have those around I was like, looking, you could. Uh, I might actually have a. You might have here. a pair. Yeah, it's. Oh, this um, might be my oldest. It's like something that you can maybe do, uh, like a certain order, on and. Uh, yeah, like if people want to, like you, you mark it up a little. People want to donate so like, a little bit more money. Uh, these get a fresh painted. This was actually this was printed, but this is like. Oh, it's printed. Okay. Yeah, but this was like kind of what the the hand painted shoes looked like, but. I, yeah. I'll have to like send you a picture because they're kind of they're funny. But uh, again, this was printed. Um, oh, nice! Yeah, this by the I same like artist that. as this. Um, I was gonna say it's similar colors and design. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and so when I first started, Creative Souls was spelled Creative. How that's spelled? You know, C R E A T I V E, and then it was S O L E S. So I was like. Mm only focus on hand painting shoes and shoes in general. Um, but I also wanted to spin it like souls is in people. Yeah. Um, so when I fully launched creative souls and I registered as a business, I'm like, I don't want to just be stuck with shoes. And this printer gives me the capability to, to do so many other things than just shoes. Um, yeah. so I changed the name to creative souls, S O U L S. Um, mm. so now it's less about, you know, the shoes. It still has that play on it, you know, souls, but mm-hmm. it's also about the people and it's more about the people. More fo- you know? Yeah. I was like, it's more focused on the people. Mm-hmm. And that that's what I really, I want from it. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I Kickstarter, although it failed, it, it really was super successful in, in many ways. Um, For sure. Then I got this guy who came into the picture who was going to, you know, their, their fun was going to help creative souls out. And then I launched another campaign on a, a platform that's got like bought out by um, GoFundMe, I think. But I launched another campaign where I actually would keep the money and okay. I raised over $10,000, um, oh which gosh. was Amazing. even more. Yeah. And it was like even more successful than Kickstarter because Kickstarter, I would have to fulfill things. This campaign, I did not have to fulfill anything. These were people just like donating to creative Truly, souls. yeah, truly um, a donation. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. That's, that's really cool, dude. So, and you said that, yeah. yeah. Or sorry, I'll keep going. No, what were you going to say? I was just going to say that, like, do you know what that platform is for if people are... So, it, it, so it kind of dissolved. Like, it actually, like, two days after I, I finished my campaign, it it they closed it down. Um, oh, jeez! And it, it like became GoFundMe basically. Like it was just like a branch Go of GoFundMe. GoFundMe anyway. Do you have to fulfill things with GoFundMe? I don't think so. Um, but whatever. Pl- I wish I knew the name of it. Oh, it was, it was you. You caring. Um, it was specifically mm-hmm. focused on like social good things, and so that's why I loved it. It's like that. GoFundMe, I, I mean, people do all types of things on GoFundMe, sure. whether it's like raise money for a trip or, uh, you know. I've seen some of the dumbest shit on, on GoFundMe. Like it, there, yeah. there are some people out there who, yeah, who like jokingly start a GoFundMe and then they end up raising, yeah, like a stupid amount of, of money right. for <laughs> dumbest shit. And like I, I've seen there's a few of those who have like raised money and then you like 
well, they just raised that money. Now it's theirs. But like some people have actually turned it into like, oh, well, this was a joke. Let's actually do something good with it now. And then they've turned in yep. and they've done something good. But yeah. And, and that's why I went with you caring. Cause I'm like, you know, this is, this is like people who are trying to do something good with their money. So I'm like, this is like a lot more aligned with my, my company and like what I yeah. wanted to present it, um, you know, to everyone. Sure. So, so I, you know, then I had 10,000, 10, plus dollars, um, that I was like, okay, I can buy shoes with now. So I bought a thousand pairs of shoes, um, 500 high top. And, and these shoes are not actually converse. They're basically, they're they're very similar to them. Yeah. They look like, yeah. Uh, they're same quality. Honestly, they could be from the same place. I wouldn't, I, I don't know. Um, it's, it's amazing what like a, like a logo does to the price. <laughs> All of a sudden you throw on yep. a logo and now it's on, it's worth a hundred dollars when maybe the shoe itself was created for a dollar. <laughs> so, yep. Yep. Yeah. It is. It's crazy. And like, I didn't know anything about that, like the markups or anything. And like, I've, I've learned yeah. now, um, cause I have to buy, sh- you know, shoes, shirts and all different types of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but the shoes, so I spent, like a few months trying to get samples from, I used Alibaba if you're familiar with that. Yep. Um, yep. But basically you can buy wholesale from there. Um, yeah. I was so nervous to buy a thousand pairs from Alibaba because one, you don't know, like some people have been scammed Two, mm-hmm. you literally never know what you're, what you're going to get. Um, like, I know people, even my brother, he has a, a sock company. Um, his first batch, I believe, like there were like threads missing from the sock. Like it, it just wasn't the best. So I was freaking out when we, cause it was the most expensive thing I've ever, I've ever purchased. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know? Yeah. So I'm now, like, even if they're, yeah, what were you gonna say? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm curious. Well, one, I believe, can't you get samples with the Alibaba sent to you? Yeah. So I got samples and I tried a ton of different ones, but the thing is, samples they give you like they could give you their highest quality ones that's and true they might, just find you uh, might not get okay. you might not get that high quality like like across they, the board yeah people get ripped off um and and fortunately i had hundreds of bo- not hundreds i i had tons and tons of boxes that arrived to my parents house that were in my garage <laughs> um, yeah. and you know i was i i opened one up try i look for my size and it fit and it fit perfect. Like it is true to size. And I'm like, That's I could nice. not have been more lucky. And the people like the manufacturer, or the supplier, like they have been great to work with. I'm like still in touch with them. Cause I, I haven't had to order. I, you know, shoes are just a little part of my business right now. Um, yeah. I hope to make it way bigger in the future, but um, yeah. So I, the, I was with, truly lucky. Yeah. With the shoes too it's probably hard. Do you do like pre-orders first and then order the shoes because there's so many different sizes and size variations, or do you just kind of like guesstimate like, all right, majority of people are size 10. And so I'm just going to order a shit ton of tens and then a few of these. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much how I did it. So, um, I took, so what I did was I got 500 pairs of the high top, like, you know, yep. shoes, the canvas shoes I have. And then I got 500 pairs of, uh, low tops and okay. I got the five most popular men's sizes. I did that for the high tops. And then for women, 
um, I did the five most popular women's sizes for the low tops. So okay. unfortunately, a lot of like women can't fit into my high top shoes. Some can. I mean, if they have bigger feet um, yeah. and then vice versa, a lot of guys who have big feet can't fit into my low top shoes. Yeah. Um, but I had to start off with, you know, a, a few different sizes and kind of just guess and hope that, you know, they'd be fine for people. Um, and so far to this day, like, I mean, I, I don't know how many orders I've missed out on because of sizes. Um, mm. but I've yet to have a customer turn shoes because of the size being bad. Um, yeah. so I, I've been fortunate with that. Uh, and, and even the people who I, I don't have their size, what I say is, you can buy a pair of Converse and ship it to me, and I will print on those Converse. Oh, that's um, cool. That's yeah. That's so that's really called cool. like you, yeah. That's called you ship it, we print it um, on my site, and basically, yeah. like the customer has to buy the Converse themselves. Um, and the risk with it though is if I mess up, like I don't have another pair to print their stuff on. So like it, yep. it's a risk of like okay, like you acknowledge that I might mess up now i i've gotten the printing down i haven't messed up so like yeah. a single pair of, of ones that i've done for people um so that that's been really cool you know that experience so yeah yeah that's a nice it's a nice alternative i think for for something like that but oh it's super cool super cool yeah so but basically i'll, I'll go into like a little bit more about the business and kind of where yeah. i'm at today um yeah so you know, I went from hand painting shoes to having artists um, draw, you know, create their designs on sheets of paper or graphic designs or software on the computer, um, to and, and being able to take their image and print it directly onto shoes. I do sweatshirts. Um, I've done drawstring bags, like anything cotton canvas material. I can I can do, um, and 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 in any basically any size, um, you know, of, of material or, or apparel, whatever you're looking for, I can, I can do. Um, and so that's, that's one aspect of it. I partner up right now with agencies, with different enterprises, um, that work with people with disabilities. And so Camp Hill Sultan, you know, that, that they're who funded me the money for the printer. And I do have to pay that back. It's an interest free loan, which is, a, you know, a great, great deal uh, yeah. on, on my case. Like it, it's one of the best things I, I could have asked for. for um, sure. But, uh, and like, so throughout time I'll, I'll be paying off that printer. Um, but where was I going with this? <laughs> You're talking about uh, there's different aspects. That's one aspect of uh, creative souls is like the shoes, the shirts, the canvas type. And then, yeah, you're partnering with these other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So a lot of the, the artists I work with are from these eight, like these agencies or enterprises, organizations. Yeah. Um, so Camp Hill Sultan, you know, they funded the company. So they also have a bunch of artists. So that's like where I first got started with. Um, then I branched off to Keshit, if you're familiar with that. That's a local oh. organization. So Camp Hill Sultan, that's in Pennsylvania. Um, yeah. So the printer also allows me to work with anyone from all over the like the world, really. Um, I work with Is the artists. printer in, so it's in your home or like, is that 
Yeah, where it's is in that my at? parents. It's in my parents' basement. Okay. So my my creative soul's headquarters is in my parents' basement. Nice, um, I love it. It's taken over everything. My mom. Yeah, my mom, that's not a not a fan of it. Oh, uh, that is a, some supportive parents, like right there. That's that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. No, they. I'm couldn't ask for better parents. I mean, like they are so supportive of it. Um, I mean, there's a thousand pairs of shoes in my, in my basement. There's a giant printer. I have a heat press. I have an inventory of shirts. On the other side, we have a ping pong table that was, once was for ping pong. Now it's for folding stuff and <laughs> fulfilling. <laughs> um, so it, it's a lot. Um, for sure. And the, I mean, the goal is to, to move the printer out uh, pretty soon. Yeah. And actually, I guess I can get into that now, is... You know, the past two years have, or three years, really, since I got the printer, um, you know, it's been, Crave Souls has gone in waves. Like, I, I was doing extremely well the first year of business. Um, right before COVID, like, there was a period where it slowed down, and then right before COVID, I, I was getting back to, like, that first year. I, I was doing really well, and COVID hit. Um, yeah. And I launched, I launched a partnership with one of the local agencies, on the day that COVID like was announced to, to the U S really like, it's okay. like, it's here. Um, and so that announcement, I was expecting to get a lot of you know business out of that. And it, it basically, it, was over. it, it got, yeah. yeah, you know, it, it was good for like a little, but it didn't know where, what, what I was expecting. Um, yeah. like sales started dropping. Um, just a few aspects of COVID just really kind of was, was destroying the business on top of that. Um, you know, I, I went through a breakup, uh, mm-hmm. in April, 2020 and, uh, I was not expecting that that was in COVID. Um, it, yeah. it kind of came out of the blue for, for at least uh, me. Um, yeah. and so on top of COVID being rough, uh, I also mentally was really just like, it was a difficult time. Um, so the fortunate thing is, I, I don't know about fortunate, but I've been through uh, another breakup after, you know, like both breakups I've been through have been after long distance, a long, not long distance, um, long-term relationships, like a couple yeah. of years or a few years. And the first one, you know, immediately after I started being healthy, um, like I started being like, okay, I'm going to do this. Like I'm going to yeah. change you know, how, where I'm going. Um, mm-hmm. and I got to like a, the healthiest I've ever been. I was working out so much. Um, <laughs> so this, this one comes around and I was actually at like the heaviest weight I've ever been at. Um, oh, no. yeah. <laughs> like just, I didn't even realize it. It was just like, I was, I was not myself. Um, you know, mm. healthy. I, I wasn't even happy. Like I was happy in the relationship. I was not happy with like my work life. Um, I was living at home at the time. So that yeah, breakup happened of- the day after I'm like, you know what? Like I've been through this and it was, this was 10 times harder than like the, the breakup before. But I was like, I'm going to start this day changing, you know, my diet, my exercise, everything. Like I got a therapist for the first time and like all these things to, to help me, you know, get going again. Um, and so throughout this past year, you know, I've, I've, I've lost a a ton of weight. I'm back to being healthy and and like where I'm at, I'm doing things I love again, like photography, exercising, um, 
you know, now I'm, I, I moved out of my parents, my parents' place, uh, yeah, yeah. which was a big step that I needed to do. And Creative Souls kind of started getting back on track. Um, awesome. And, yeah. you know, the sales weren't great the for a while and and even today i wouldn't say they're they're great but i'm doing a lot of custom work so like i'm printing for people's businesses um actually this upcoming week i have a event um at a place called camp pals and it's a a camp where people with down syndrome um you know just do amazing activities and it's usually a week long but because of covid it's only two days Uh, but two years ago i did this same you know camp um, but basically, I create a design that th- all the campers and counselors will draw in it, um, mm-hmm. and I take a picture of it, and then I print it onto, like, a, last time I did drawstring bags, this time I'm doing shirts. Um, so I, I get to do some really cool things with Crave Souls, and I'm, I'm getting back to that type of thing. Um, nice. So, but... In the in the meantime, this year I've partnered up with a, a agency called HHP Lift, and they're a nonprofit. They're in Chinatown in, in the Chicago area, um, and the plan is to actually move my printer to to their place in the fall or early you know winter time, um, and then I'm going to be having my printer there, I'm going to be training individuals with disabilities to run the fulfillment of, you know, the fulfillment side of my business. Yeah. Everything with that. Um, and I'm so excited because like my mission is not just to work with artists with disabilities. I want people disabilities in all aspects of my business. Dude, that's, that's cool. And it's cool for your, the business aspect of it. Cause obviously that means things are scaling and that you're now starting to become a little bit more, hands off as not the operator of creative souls, but now like the actual owner and um, CEO, if you want to, for lack of a better word of creative souls, but you're also doing exactly what you're doing. You're empowering people. You're able to give jobs to maybe people who don't always have those opportunities. So that's, uh, that's, that's, that's the, that's a cool, it's cool to see. Good also to see that you were able to pull yourself up out of uh some tough times. That was, yeah, I think I was similar. No, I, I shouldn't, I should not say that. it was COVID for me actually was a blessing. I'm going to be honest. It was like a weird, I was right before COVID in a really shitty place. And then COVID hit and it like slowed life down that it gave me my chance to focus on myself and it was an absolute blessing for me, like where yeah. I was like, cool, I can I can take some time. I came back and lived with my parents just for a little bit, kind of by choice, just because I'm like, they have a house with a yard and they're kind of away from people or I could be in my one bedroom apartment. I'm going to be living with and like when else at 25 years old, am I going to be able to say that I lived with my parents for like three months? Probably never. Right. So, yeah, I was like, this is cool. This is like a cool opportunity. And yeah, it was just. It was nice. It allowed me to really focus on fresh steeps, really work on some things with my brother, just work on my relationship with my family. Um, but I'm, I, I had a unique situation where in the sense, like I, a lot of people had a lot of mental strife throughout 2020. So to hear you pull yourself up out of uh, like the personal stuff, like with the breakup, but also the stress of not being able or not wanting to go outside because you're not sure what's going on out, out in the world and not doing, not being able to see friends and hang out with people like normal. It's uh, 
it's a real thing. It's a real thing that people, whether they were conscious to it or not, it affected us all. Um, and that's why I think now that like things are opening up to pretty much normal. I mean, Chicago's what normal again as yeah. of like a week or two ago. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure it's like wild. It's like mayhem out there. Okay. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's cool to see those, these next steps to, um, yeah, a, a thriving business out of, out of all this. Yeah. It's, uh, well, that's, that's the goal at least. And, and right now I'm, I'm working full time. So I, I've been working full time right out of college. Um, so mm-hmm. creative soul is just what I do on the side. So it's like, yeah. it's after work, I'm doing more work. Um, mm-hmm. but really COVID, I mean, before COVID hit, I, I think I was getting pretty burnt out actually with, with my thing. Um, but I, with Crave Souls, and I, I think it stemmed from actually I was getting burnt out at my real job, um, my yeah. full-time job. And, and I'm actually still at the same place, um, where I'm, where I'm, you know, was at even during COVID. But, um, I don't know, co- while COVID was one of the hard, probably the hardest time of my life because of a, a few various reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually was a huge blessing as well. Like I, I mean, opportunities came that I, I wasn't expecting with Crave Souls, like being able to move my printer. Um, you know, I'm back to being healthy, like, and, and just mu- in a better place. Although like, I'm still stressed, you know, being a, I'm sure you experience this, just being an entrepreneur, it, it, presents uh a lot of hard times that like you know a lot of my friends don't really understand um and like i i you know there's times where like people are like do you really still want to do this like is is this really what you want to do i'm like absolutely like i while it's been one of the hardest times to even just creative souls in general like because i've started from this idea in a classroom to now i have this actual business and and it's uh, real like all those hard times have been have been worth it and like i i don't see i know people say like when do you kind of quit on like an idea like if it's not going anywhere but like to me it's like i've put in now years um into this and like i although it's not you know super successful yet you know, I have big plans for it still. And like, I, I absolutely see this, you know, eventually hopefully being my full-time job. Um, like that's, that's my goal with it too. Yeah. Um, and really just yeah. trying to make an impact with people with disabilities and, and provide more opportunities and, and show like, even with the designs on the, the shoes, the shirts, and everything, like I want the designs to be so cool that people are like, like they just want, you know, they the want apparel yeah. because yeah, not just because someone with a disability. Um, yeah. I just want the the designs to to stand for themselves, and I think that's you know the direction I'm heading towards. Have you ever? Or I mean, I'm sure you know the shoes, Tom's, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you ever read uh, the guy the guy who started the company? I forget his name. Um, he wrote a book called "Start Something That Matters." Are you about to? There it is. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna yep. say that book for me was was kind of life changing. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a it's a great book, and I think it's you kind of have a similar story. Like he he noticed a challenge. He was affected by visiting the South American like villages and areas that just people had torn up feet, and he's like, 
mm-hmm. what's going on here? But he also saw like in like some of these places, like the the shoe style was super cool, brought it back. People liked the style. Yep. And then we're like, oh, and it has a good cause behind it. That's pretty yep. cool. And then it and then he was able to do something like that. I now, after reading that book and also trying his shoes, I'm like, oh, they're actually really comfortable as, as heck. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, so I'm like, great shoes. I love and the the cool style and also supporting people like that's awesome. So that's I see where it's going and in, in my mind it's like you kind of have a similar business plan whether and I didn't know if whether you knew it or not but you may maybe it's a it's more intentional than uh than I thought and I I'm all about it. I think a a good story plus a good product. I mean it's that goes back to that whole quitting versus like when you know you're going to quit an idea or quit a project mm-hmm. i'm uh yep. maybe i'm a little stubborn in in a way but like I, I i get i get to a point where i don't know if i believe in quitting a good idea like and you know when there's good ideas like you know when you have yep. a good idea i don't know if i'm a firm believer in quitting a good idea now you're gonna need to maybe adapt it and like you said you've done that already you started as Creative Souls, S-O-L-E. Now it's Creative Souls, S-O-U-L. And you want to focus it more on the people and more on growing because you've noticed that there's a demand for, instead of just shoes, different products. So you've already, you already have experienced that and manipulated the company to that, which is cool. And that to me, it's like, just adapt. Adapt to the what people want, but you're still founded in your, still in your um core beliefs and core message of why you started this which i like yeah no and yeah i completely agree with that and and like i think back to the first year that i launched creative souls like of how how well it did and that was with just like one partner and i'm like this is this is something that really could take off um it's gonna take some time and like going to be stressful moments and like i've had some very serious conversations the the past couple years and like do i really want to be doing this and and i mean i definitely uh, entrepreneurship and owning a business uh you know takes away time from your loved ones um like relationships for me at least it it was definitely a, a strain on on the the last relationship i had and um and so, like, I think about, like, okay, like, yeah, I can give this up, but what did I, what did I do this for? Like, like, I'm not in. I, yes, I would love to make this my full time job. Um, absolutely, like, that's my my goal, hands down. But I'm also not in this for the money. Like, I truly want to make this, uh, you know, bigger than it is because of the people, you know, the the impact that it can make. Um, you know, the the employment rate for people with disabilities is. Like eighteen percent of all people with disabilities have a are, are employed. Um, mm. That leaves like, I mean, over eighty percent of people with disabilities don't have a job and yeah. don't have an opportunity. And now, not all of them are going to want to have an opportunity or, or even work. But a lot of people with disabilities just don't have the opportunity, and that's why I started Creative Souls. I mean, like, I, I think about. You know, I was fortunate enough to have such a good support system from my family, from the schools that I went to. Um, and like, I want creative souls to be that support and you know, that, 
that support system for people with disabilities. And so that's what I'm, I'm trying to build. And, and I, I, you know, starting small, but have to start somewhere. Exactly. As all, as all, I think I would say most things do, uh, mm. gotta start somewhere and then grow it. And it's cool. It's cool seeing, seeing this progress. And I'm always, I'm shit. These are like my favorite. You're, you're the type of people I, I want to surround myself with and like be talking to. Cause this is to me, the purpose of life is pursuing those things that, that ignite your fire and going and going after it and helping others while you can. I mean, mm, it's cool. It's fun. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate it. And, and likewise, I mean, what you're doing with Fresh Steeps and, and even this podcast, like I, I love that you're doing it. And like, I, I don't have that many friends who are, who have a business of their own. Um, and like, so I, I've bare minimum people who I can talk to about like my experiences as entrepreneur, yeah. um, other than my family, but you know, it's, it's cool to be able to talk with you and, and kind of learn more what, what you're doing too. Yeah, man. It's, I mean, I'm doing it too, because it's fun. Like it's like, this is like, like, I mean, like we talked about like right at the beginning of this, like this is just fun for me. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It's motivating. It lights my fire. It keeps me going. I think I mentioned on it almost like every single time I'm, I'm doing it, doing this podcast is, I always feel so energized and motivated after these to go do something and pursue something to better myself and, and stuff like that. So it's like, it's like selfish. Like, and it doesn't, it's not work. It's not anything. And granted, I'm not making much of anything on this right now. And it would be beautiful if I not do. yet. <laughs> yeah, not yet. Like, like I said, it'd be beautiful if I do, but also I don't foresee myself ever stopping doing this. Cause it's a great reason just to, catch up with some old friends and meet new people. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, I think like you said, it's, uh, it's just, it's, it's refreshing to talk to people who understand it, understand the desire and the drive to pursue something of their own and to better, better the world or better their community or better just grow a relationship or whatever it is. Um, it's refreshing to, to talk to people like you. So um, is there anything, I guess, more you want to talk about with creative souls or, I mean, shit outside I of that? I think I don't want to take up too much more time where, although I don't know how much you're going to edit down or whatever, but yeah, uh, I'll probably edit this down to like a 15 minute, just a good little, little thing. That sounds good with me. Uh, then I'll go, <laughs> I'll keep going a little more cause you could edit out some of this stuff. So, um, <laughs> Uh, was I, I wanted to mention, so I think the last time I saw you, yeah. I don't know if you remember, but uh, I th- I think it was in the Chicago Marathon. I think we randomly... Dude, I forgot I think we randomly that. were running with each other for like a while. We like, ran I was like, with each other. Like, what? Like, that was so weird. Yeah, we both didn't know we were <laughs> running the Chicago Marathon. And then we happened to like, either you caught up with me or yeah. I caught up with you and we just like found each other. And we like ran a few miles oh my god i for- yeah. completely forgot about that no i know That's- it's how i was thinking about that when i uh reached out to you i'm like gosh when was the last time and i'm like i, yeah. I think it was the chicago marathon which was awesome like i was like that's awesome that you were running the marathon yeah but how, i mean it's so cool that we were <laughs> we randomly after not seeing each other for a while we're able to 
to do that together. I know. I know. Oh shit. I completely forgot about that. That's uh yeah. Have you done much or like, is that like a thing that you do? You like to do like a marathon running and, or like races? Yeah, so I, so I've done four full marathons in total. Um, I like, I jumped into marathons without even running like ever really like after, Same. I mean, I grew up, <laughs> yeah, I like grew up playing football and then mm-hmm. after, after high school and I'm like, gosh, like I miss being competitive and like marathons are a whole nother level of like competitive. Cause you're, you're not, I'm not competing against anyone else. It's really no, myself. It's you versus you. Um, yeah. yeah. And so I was like, and all my brothers have either done a half or full and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to do it. And so I signed up for one. And even before I did the first one, I had already signed up for my next one. Like the Whoa. first one was champ. Yeah. The first one was champagne, uh, where I went to school. And then the second one was Chicago marathon. Um, the first one was downpouring the entire time. It was hmm. great. Like, and they actually, I got to mile 18 and they, they canceled the race. Like they, they had cars picking up people. Like it was thunderstorm, like torrential really? downpouring like, the whole oh, time. Oh shit. And, Damn. but I'm like, I'm like, I'm on mile 18. I'm like, yeah, it's I'm like, so close. Yeah. And people finish. were stopping. Yeah. People were stopping, but the people I was around, we were like, we're all like looking at each other. Like we're going to just Let's keep, keep going. going. And, and yeah. many of us kept going and, and we ran the whole thing. We finished. Um, and there was still medals being given out at the end. Like they were Beautiful. still the time. And so I'm like, I, yeah, I'm like, so happy i didn't stop and like after that much training and everything like yeah so that was my first experience and then i did the chicago once i'm like wow like that was awesome the the chicago is so cool and so then i did it again and Mm -hmm. again and now i'm at four and i feel like four is just not the right number i feel like i need to do i need to get to five uh right and so right and how many have you done I've done two. So I just did the Chicago marathon twice and I think I'm done. I don't like that number. I don't like the number two, but I think I'm done because it hurt me. (laughs) It hurt, it hurt my body. Um, the amount of time to train for it. I I just think I I loved it because I loved, I did it for, dance marathon which i don't know if you're familiar yeah 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 okay Mm -hmm. so i did it through a like a good organization and i did it like with friends who were also in dance marathon like it was a fun camaraderie type thing we did now um i and i still could do it through that it'd be just different now i'm not part of the organization really like that was like college and it's just like i don't know if i'm gonna compete I'd rather compete in like jujitsu and like other stuff yeah, that like I, yeah. I care more about that stuff now than I do about running and running just well I say running like wrecked me even though I just had surgery on my knee because of jujitsu so it's like <laughs> eh, well what's really hurting yeah. me? but I enjoy jujitsu more so it's like yeah, yeah. no that's, that's like fair running. no I it's funny because like I will say running has destroyed my legs like I yeah. there I'm and I will say, so the first one I ever did, um, I didn't know about running shoes really. I ran in like Nike free runners, I think, which I don't know if you know those, but I they're like the thinnest, oh, they're the geez. thinnest Nike shoes ever. They're not running shoes. They're, 
they were no cushion at all. And That's I trained terrible. in them and I ran the marathon in them. And I think, and I was fine for that. But after that, the second marathon I started training for, I immediately started having pain in my IT band. Um, and then I've dealt with that pain now on and off for the rest of the marathons. Like yeah. the first, the first Chicago, I was fine. Um, like I had some pain during the training, but I was able to get through it. Second marathon, uh, six months before I was injured with my IT band and like it wouldn't go away. I did six months of physical therapy and I was signed up for the marathon and I'm like a week before I'm like, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to do it. Uh, yeah. And so I did a marathon without training and that was like, I, I mean, I'm happy. Like it was great. Uh, I was really determined and I, yeah. I don't, I would never do it again. It was one of the most painful experiences ever, but yeah, I did finish. I it took like six hours. <laughs> um, and then yeah. the, the next one, I was like, I, the next one was my best one I've done. Um, and now I'm like, you know, I, I still want to do one more. I think after that I, I will be done because it's definitely, I mean, it's taken a toll on my body, but, um, I mean, I've given myself a couple years already of, of not running. So, mm-hmm. um, but the next one, if I, if I do one, I'm going to do it in like a, a cool place. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I saw there's the, the big Sur. I would love to do it there. Although be cool. the Hills would be killer, but yeah. I yeah, don't know. yeah. So sure. no, it's, we'll uh, see. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, uh, Nick Lund, his parents, mm-hmm. they do that. They have, I don't know if you've mm. been to his house, maybe for like a team football dinner or something like that. But <laughs> back he, in high uh, school, yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, they're like they have like these metal cases that have all the medals of the marathons that they've run, and they they go. I think they run at least one a year, if not multiple a year, and they go and take trips specifically for a marathon. And yeah, yeah I'm like shit, like that's. That's dedication. They clearly, they love running. Like that's like, I mean, I know people who do that for other sports and other athletics too. Like super cool. Um, But I mean, like I said, I think I'm done. I'm done running. It's just, uh, I'm too heavy for it too. Like 200 pounds running for that many miles. Uh Uh-uh. No. I don't Well, if you run that many miles, you're not going to be 200 pounds. (laughs) You're not going to be 200 pounds. You'll be good. Yeah. I know. (laughs) I know. It was... uh, but I think my my knee I, actually when they went in for surgery on my uh, on my right knee, I hurt it the second marathon training. I ran like just eleven miles in training, mm. and like the next morning I woke up and something was like off. Like I just like I would like run like a mile and then it would like a sharp pain come and it was like clearly right. like ligament or muscle or something and I'm like oh, like I can't get rid of this. Um, they went in and clearly they like did what they needed to do for my. Uh, ligament that I tore but they said that there was some scar tissue in there so I'm like nah I, I think I know what that's from <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> without knowing like for sure I'm pretty sure it's from the marathon so probably football it was probably football Fo- jiu-jitsu I was like, yeah, and marathon football. yeah I was like the, the top of the yeah although I yeah. didn't really I never, can't really think of any football injuries on the on my knees I have like a weird bump on my hand that people you can maybe see it like right there mm-hmm. yeah uh, yeah that's i got that in football and really? just happened one day and it's now a part of me and people are like oh like what's on your hand i'm like don't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just part of life for me now 
Yeah. No, football took a toll on my my groin area. Like I pulled my muscle, uh, and yeah. then after that, like training for marathons, I've I've pulled my groin muscle before. I'm kind of a mess when it comes to training. Like I don't train properly for marathons. So the next one I do, which like I I want to do it right. So that's yeah. what gave myself a few years off. And like I'm not gonna do one this year or next year. Like I I don't think. Um, yeah. But eventually we'll see. So yeah, yeah. And I mean, like you said, if you can make a cool trip out of it, like yeah, why not? Exactly. I would say probably. Actually, I don't know. Would you want to do it at the beginning of the trip so then you can enjoy the rest of the trip, like not having to think about, oh, I have to run in seven days or whatever? Or would you do it at like the end of the trip? I don't know what would be the best. I think I'd probably do it at the end just because after the marathon, I mean, if I train properly, maybe the marathon won't make me so sore yeah. and not able to walk. But uh, from yeah, my experience, after the marathons have done, I have not been able to walk like or barely yeah. I'm limping for like a like week the at least. Days after. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'd probably do it be, I'd probably do the marathon at the end so I can like experience the trip and then, and then knock that yeah. out. Yeah. That might be. And like, you're not really training too much in those last couple weeks. Like you're just, it's like maintenance mode at that point. Yeah. Like all your yeah, training exactly. was the months beforehand. So at that point it's just like, okay, make sure you're loose, you're limber, you're ready to go. And yeah, just, yeah. Oh, that's uh. If there's anything else? Yeah. yeah. I don't know, one one other thing I meant to mention earlier. Uh, you can you can edit this to to be along when I was talking about my learning disability. Um, or actually even this year. So like, one of the things I've always struggled with. Um, and I don't know how I like have gone through everything before this, but this year I was diagnosed with ADHD. Um, Mm. and that has like changed my life. Like it, I think back to things in my relationships, to things at work, just so many different areas of my life. I'm like, wow, that was, that was because of ADHD. Um, like I, I run late on things as you can see, you know, I was, took some time to get down to the, (laughs) to this podcast. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think, um, you know, I, I'm I'm excited to actually share about my learning disability, ADHD, um, and, and I've had people be like, "Why do you want to share? Do you really want to share, you know, that personal stuff about you?" I'm like, "Well, like, who am I to not share my experiences and who I am if I'm creating a company that is all about trying to provide opportunities for people to be creative, unique, share their like." you know, their abilities and who mm-hmm. they are. Like, so, yeah. you know, I, I just, I don't want to shy away from, from anything like that. And, and, you know, talking about who I am as a person, cause it's what makes me me. And, and really it, it's why creative souls is where it's at today. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's just definitely been a, a, a learning experience, a curve. Like since I've now know I have ADHD, uh, my life has, has changed for the better. Yeah, like I, you I'm say that. So in a better place. How has it like changed being able to now maybe label something like that? Like how has that actually altered your life? Yeah, so I would say so okay, before well one, um now, you know, I I do have prescribed medication for ADHD. Um okay. so I have so I'm not the type to be extremely hyper. Like people, I think when they think about ADHD, they think about like people who are really 
like over the top, can't sit still. And like, I do struggle with sitting still sometimes, but I'm not more like a huge extrovert. Um, mm-hmm. I would say like, I have a mix of both, um, yeah. being an introvert and extrovert. But, um, for me, it's, I struggle immensely with focusing. Like, I, you know, I, I can say I'm going to get something done to someone, um, you know, with a deadline of Tuesday and I'll turn in Wednesday or like, you know, I at work at my full-time job, I found myself getting extremely behind on things. Um, and then, and even in my relationship, there are just many things like I, you know, now looking back, like I did that could cause frustration. No, I, I think you ultimately have to be with someone who accepts you for who you are. Um, but you know, there are things that like now I look back at and like, I've improved so much since I now know I have ADHD. Um, mm. but I, I, I'm trying to think like, like being on time to things, um, even like emailing people back. Like I have, I have so many emails that I sometimes don't respond to, or it takes me a week sometimes to get to. Um, and it's not that like, I don't see it. It's just, it's hard to focus and be able to write that email and write that response and like picking places to go for dinner, like picking, you know, those types of things. Um, I, I just really struggle with. And so focusing has just been an aspect of my life that I've always had a challenge with. And since I now know I have ADHD, I've just improved incredibly like that within the first week, um, someone at work, one of my, one of the directors was like, Drew, like, I don't know what's going on, but whatever you're doing, like you, you've changed so much in this past couple of weeks. I've, I've really seen a difference. Like you're, you're doing amazing, you know, with, with work, you're participating in meetings. And so it's just provided me with a uh, confidence to talk to people. Like I, I truly feel like I can lead now. Um, mm. I, I wasn't a great leader. Um, I speak up in meetings. I get things done more on time. Now I'm not a hundred percent, you know, with yeah. that, I still run late. Um, I still, I, I, you know, I still have aspects of that, but it's it's more manageable. It's it's just in a, a way better place than I was a year ago. Um, I mean, I got yeah. diagnosed in December, so it's still relatively new. Um, yeah, but no, I've just seen improvements. Yeah, yeah. No, that's I guess that that's great. Then that's great if you've seen improvements and you're happy with with everything that's happened from it. Um, yeah, I don't know because. I mean, shit, I see some of that stuff in me. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like the same way when it comes to emails. Like I, I have a bad habit of, of course, I see the emails. I'm checking my emails. I read it. And then I'm like, okay, I've, like, I was working on this other thing. Need to get back to that. Get back to that. I realized the whole day goes by, never responded or never took care of that mm-hmm. email. And I'm like, ooh, yeah. It's gotten me in trouble a few times with, uh, <laughs> yep. with work. But it's... Uh, yeah, for me, it's just like, I don't know, like priorities, like things pop up and like my priority list like just is constantly in motion. It's an active moving mm-hmm. thing. And also things that like are priorities to me, like for instance, this podcast, like when I tell someone I'm going to be like, or let's, let's do this time for the podcast, I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that that time is dedicated. Now, of course, there I've, I've had to change some things up from time to time, but mm-hmm. like this to me is a priority and like so it's like 
things with my my normal job right now is uh not always a priority in my life because I care more about what's going on like what I'm growing um so that's kind of how I've just looked at it because like if I focus if I like take the time to be like Vince do this then it's like okay we can focus and we can do this but a lot of times it's just like mm, I care more about other things <laughs> yeah no I I feel that there's some things I'm like like insanely important and I'm like I need to get this done and I'm sitting there and I'm like mm, can't do it today and like yeah. <laughs> I like try my hardest to focus I'm sitting oh, there for yeah. hours and hours didn't get a single thing done I'm like tr- like saying to myself what did I just do I just spent yeah. hours on YouTube or Reddit oh, when I should have been working and putting yep. it towards my business or like even like anything I don't know friends family anything yeah and like yeah, but now I, I've really seen to seen a, a change in that. Like I'm, I'm truly in just a, a better place. I know that's not the same. Like I think people with ADHD and and experience it differently. Um, but for me, since I've been diagnosed, it's it's really been a blessing. Like I, I am in a much better place now yeah. with it. So, yeah. Nice. That's awesome. I think Can that's, we hold uh, one second? Yeah. I need to pee yeah, yeah. real bad. So, uh, no, yeah, good. just one second. Sorry about that. I've been oh, no, holding that for a while. <laughs> <laughs> you should have stopped me an hour ago. No, we're, we're, we're good. It was just leaking out a little bit towards the end there. So. <laughs> I have to edit this part out a little bit. No, um, no you, have to, you have to put this on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no. No, like back to what you were saying, I think, there, yeah, there's a lot of power and um yeah just a lot of power in being able to almost like identify something and then like be able to like oh this makes sense and and also like i think when you start to understand yourself a little bit better it kind of goes back to like i like doing like meditation because it allows me to sit and like take some time for myself and think about what like thoughts are like where my thoughts are what what thoughts like maybe there's a pattern in thoughts that continuously come to my mind like now something that i've kind of taken out of meditation is some of my anxieties that i have like i have Mm -hmm. i'm just a little i'm sometimes an anxious person just for like no apparent reason like yeah something that is stupid that i can't I can't control it because it's just a thought that comes to my mind. And we all know like you can't really control the thoughts that happen, but you can control how you react to them. And something that always happens is my mind goes to like the worst case scenario when something comes up or like, just like, it could be like a little thing, like something that like when people text me, Hey, I need to talk to you. Like, do you have time to talk? Oh God, that's the worst. It's the worst. You don't know what and you don't know what they're gonna bring up. My mom, like, like, like if my girlfriend does that, it's like the mm. worst thing that she does. And like, we we joke about it now because she'll like do it on purpose just to piss me off or like make me anxious. And then she'll like the worst is she like does it and then like doesn't respond for like hours. And I'm like, oh fuck you. Like, like that's that's you're terrible. doing. Come on, you're doing this on purpose. But on purpose. <laughs> Um, but like, so like little thing, like I've begun to recognize in myself when I find like, okay, my mind jumps immediately to worst case scenario. Like, okay, pump the brakes, Vince, 
probably not going on. Like, let's just, mm-hmm. and like, I don't know where that came from in my life. Like, I can't think of a single moment, like a trauma, like anything. Like, it's just like, I'm just a little anxious person, I think. And that's cool. Like, it, it's fine. Like now, like I, like you said, I can't control the thoughts. Like they still come, but it's like, okay, take a breath. You're fine. Whatever. Move forward. And like, that's, that's it. So I think it's kind of, and like not knowing entirely, I kind of imagine it's similar to that where it's like, okay, that's, it's fine that like that just happened. That was a little bit of an ADHD moment, but Mm -hmm. bring it back. Like, let's bring it back. Let's focus. Let's get like, let's get focused on this and move forward. Yeah, no, it, it, pretty much like that and and for me like i don't know i don't think it's anxiety for me i just it's more like stress um since i've i think i I was becoming so stressed with certain things with work and everything outside of it um but a lot of it stemmed from me like not being able to focus and do my job like i was falling behind on work so then i'm like oh my gosh i have so much to do and so then i'm like I'm so, I'm so stressed about that. But <laughs> yeah. then this year, like since, you know, that's, that's changed. Like I, mm-hmm. I'm better with prioritizing and getting things done. Still not perfect, but I'm not, I'm less stressed. Like I, I've been able to, to get things done that I need to. Um, and so that's, that's been really a game changer. I mean, things aren't a hundred percent perfect. Like I, I'm not going to say everything's solved just because I'm diagnosed with ADHD. Like absolutely not. Sure. But um, definitely on the the right path of of where I want to be. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you what do you do, or maybe you don't really focus too much on it, but you seem like a guy who does. Like, do you do stuff for like your mental health and like I don't know something like that? Yes, yeah. So well, being like majoring in social work, I mean yeah. that's focusing on helping people, and one of the things with social work is. I mean, helping people can go in multiple facets, like self-care, but also helping people through like difficult times in their life. Um, And for me, when you're in, when you're in this field, you also can get easily burnt out. Um, And so self-care is a must, like you have to have self-care. And I think actually before COVID, I was letting go of that self-care. Like I I was not focused on my mental health, like my weight Mm. shot up, like I, yeah, in the past year I've, I've lost, I am in like 20 to 30 pounds and I, you know, like I wasn't focusing on my health, um, Mm -hmm. my mental health. And so, you know, as soon as a breakup happened, I was like, okay, I got to get back on track. So I started Mm -hmm. working out every day. Um, and then I, I, I think that's one of the best things for me. Like I just have to work out and feel, I just feel good after I do, um, and then I was like, okay, you know, like therapists, I've never had one, but I constantly say it to like my parents, I'm like, everyone should have therapists. And I'm like, why, why haven't I had a therapist? And so I was in a bad place and I was like, this is the perfect time to, to get one. So like a week after, you know, the, the breakup, I'm like getting a therapist. And so I did. And then I, I was with that therapist for like a, a few months and that's all I needed like in that time like I didn't I didn't keep going um but I absolutely know in the future I will get another therapist um like I I think that's one of the best things for mental health that people can do but you have to find the right therapist like you have to find one that works for you and that like 
because there's some that that won't be great you know it, it really depends on the the rapport you build with them and um so i i think also just for for males and i i wish it wasn't this way but there's a stigma like you shouldn't share your emotions and, and all that and and i don't know i to me it's like there's nothing wrong and i think it's actually pretty awesome if you do therapy like i i think everyone should do it because i mean just like you go to a doctor for being sick or something you know therapy is to help you your health your 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 yeah. your mind your you know everything so and if you don't have that how can you work well with other people how can you be true to yourself and and so yeah. I, I think that was the best thing but the, i would say right now for me like meditation i, I i've tried not didn't last much long you know, <laughs> too long but now i work out pretty much uh during the week every day before work and that's been a huge thing so yeah nice that's uh the whole therapy thing has been coming up a lot like in my life like and again like i never i've talked like i've just been talking about it like i don't inherently like need therapy right now like there's like not like anything that happened that i'm like i just can't get over this thing and i like feel like i just need to talk to someone who maybe can help me through like i don't feel like i need that but i'm like I feel like it would just be beneficial just to have like a professional to talk to like in life. And like, I've talked with people. I'm like, why is this not a thing? Like, like a common thing for people just to check in, check in with some like a professional and be like, Hey, like they're there. Like they can ask like some certain questions that like, and actually pick up on things that you say that you're like, okay, well maybe let's dig into that a little bit more. Or just like, I don't know. I've, like I said, I've kind of in my life I've just found I'm like and and it's a little bit of my stubbornness and pride maybe I'm just like I can do this myself like I can figure I can work through this like this is this is me this is my problem I'm I can do it and I, and I know and I firmly believe I can't because I have and like mm-hmm. that's the thing is like yep. I'm a firm believer that everybody has that power to do these things but if there's like a support system that can help you or like ease it or like why not utilize that? Or maybe that they'll right. unlock something that you just don't even know. And so like, I don't know. I've thought about it. Like I just haven't acted on it. But like I'm like it'd be interesting because there's more and more people in my life are talking about it. And it's uh, yeah, like I said, it's like I don't think I don't feel like I inherently need it from a trauma. But like. Why is that? Why? Why? Why is that also like the thought is like you need therapy because of this like thing happened? It's like right. why? Yeah. Well, and I, that's the one thing I'm like, okay, I, I waited till one of like when I was in. I didn't wait. I mean, I, I think it's just like I wasn't thinking about it. But I, I started therapy in one of the worst places of my life. Like I, I was depressed and and mm-hmm. just going through a tough time and like so i was like i i need to talk out everything that i'm thinking with someone yeah. and i i don't want to put that on my friends my family mm-hmm. um and so then i got past that you know i i after a few months i was in a much better place and i was feeling good feeling more like myself than ever i moved out and but it, it's right like why like 
shouldn't have to do it when you're in a tough place. Like I actually think the best time to do it is when you're not in a tough place. I think that yeah. that would be, I think for me, it's more about the, the money, the cost aspect of it. Like I, <laughs> I can't afford yeah. to do it all year round, but you know, sure. like if, if I had the money, I think I would, if I had the time I, I would, but I absolutely am a huge advocate for it. I mean, mental health as I mean, COVID has been a hard year for everyone. So like that, mental health is something it's just so important every everyone needs to be able to to focus in on that yeah man so. oh the health health is and i mean you you see it like the mental side as well as the physical side i think i would hope covid showed everybody maybe how vulnerable we are as a, as a species to uh to just like a little virus like all of a sudden, like the people who were affected the worst had already maybe some of like the worst health, like the elderly, or they had a, a pre-existing condition that just put them in a category that where it's like, you could die from this. So those were the people affected the worst. Now, some of them, of course, like elderly, you can't control, we're all going to age, but, and like the people who maybe who had conditions beforehand can't control it, but there are some things that you can control. So it's like, Build up your physical health to the best of your capabilities. But at the same time, if you weren't strong in your mental health, you probably got really rocked during that time too. Like I said, for me, I was the lucky one where COVID was actually a relief. Like it it eased the brakes off or it pumped the brakes of my life and forced me to calm down and actually focus on myself more. I was in the minority though. And if you were one of those people who did get rocked by it. It's like, okay, well mm-hmm. maybe I do need to start talking to a therapist or working out. I mean, working out is the, it hits both of those physical and right. mental health. I, I think everybody who has worked out can speak to that. <laughs> like there is yeah, yeah. physical activity is the best thing we can do as a human race. I think. Um, yeah. And yeah. And, and, the I've found there's the therapy in small groups. If you can like find a small tight knit group and like that you're just being vulnerable, being authentic with. And like, so I, I've done like a lot of like small group things through, uh, or yeah, through my church actually just through like, like throughout the year and like, it's it's nice it's like yeah a lot of times it just turns into like you're just we're just there hanging out we're talking mm-hmm. about like life like that's that's really all it is actually is like a lot of times it's just a reason just to gather and just talk about life and like if someone needs some support it's like cool like let's talk like let's work through this thing maybe someone else has been through it so they can like bounce ideas off of each other like or it's yeah. like hey like it's just a, it's just a gathering and so I'm a huge advocate of just like finding a small group, like whether it's through your church, whether it's just through a uh, gym or through shit, I don't know, any class like that you take mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and then, like I said, physical activity, it's been, those have been the life changers for me. Yeah. And the, the last thing with that is I think um, just spending time doing things that you love doing. Like I stopped I stopped doing photography. That's something that's like, I'm, I'm really passionate about. Um, mm-hmm. but I stopped doing that. Like, and I'm, I'm 
not doing it every week or every even every month, but now I'm like I am getting back into it um, yeah. every once in a while and like just doing things that you love and and I think you know sometimes you just forget to to do the things that are good for you and and whether it's your physical health or mental health like you kind of just become accustomed to what you're doing and you stop doing some things that you you always have loved um so covid did present that opportunity for me to get back to those things and like get back to like things i truly like just love doing and and don't want to lose like now that i'm reminded again i'm like all right you know i i shouldn't stop this this is something i need to keep going and and, and so yeah yeah, it's been good yeah yeah so that's for sure i was going to mention the last last part was just um because I'm, I'm sure you can piece this in uh, where you can find creative souls. In, oh yeah, uh, for sure. We're going to, uh, yeah, I definitely want to um, definitely want, want to get, get into that. But um, is there anything else I guess before? Cause I, yeah, it's usually like my, my, my wrap up. Much. So yeah. Um, no, I think we covered so much. Um, yeah. No, it's just yeah, it's man. just been a, a. I appreciate being able to to come on here and and speak. You know, just catching up with you too is just nice. I know. Um, yeah. Like you said, just similar mindsets and and with especially with entrepreneurship and um, it's cool to talk to people kind of doing things like you and, and I know it's different ways, but um, no, you're right. Like a, after this conversation, I'm like, okay, I want to like want to tackle many of the things that mm-hmm. you know I've, I've been holding off on and like just want to do so much with grave souls and so yeah um last thing i'll mention it with it because i don't know if i fully like said my mission really is like creative souls provides opportunities for people with disabilities to earn money through creating art that we print onto shoes and apparel and then we sell that art or that apparel um and the artist earns money for it every time someone purchases it. So that's that's you know how the artists make money right now. And then you know the the goal is to provide opportunities for people with disabilities in all aspects of the business. And the past six years, I've been doing every single thing by myself with printing, fulfilling, um, built the website, social media, like every aspect of it. You know, I've had help from a few people occasionally. My dad's been a huge help, um, but outside of that, it's it's just been me, and it's a challenge to grow a company all by yourself. So that's why I'm so excited for the the near future um, with my with the partnerships coming up because it's not just going to be me. It's it's really what I set out to do, and and finally um, provide more opportunities for people with disabilities and without. And I think like providing inclusion opportunities as well is, is something I'm just incredibly excited for. So yeah, I think, uh, yeah, cool dude. About it. Where, so yeah. So let's get to it. Where can people find like all your stuff? Yeah. So creative souls is on, um, Facebook, Instagram, have my own, have the website. Um, and it's be creative souls. So it's B E creative c-r-e-a-t-i-v-e and souls s-o-u-l-s um so my website is becreativesouls.com on instagram twitter facebook 
just search Be Creative Souls. Um, and I think even on LinkedIn, it's Be Creative Souls. And I am going to be starting TikTok pretty soon for Creative Souls. There it is. I'm, I'm actually really excited for it because I feel like this, like Creative Souls has such a good, I just it, it can be really cool. I don't know what I'm going to make yet, but uh, showing you know the the designs that I get, uh, working with the artists, like this yeah. camp activity that I'm doing this weekend, this upcoming weekend. Like I'm excited. Like I want to get that you know out there on on different platforms. And so TikTok, it will be be creative souls as well. So. Nice. No, I'm excited for that because that's a uh, dude. I'm I'm all about TikTok. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, no, I'm, I'm all about I love it. it now. It's yeah. It, it's a it's a great platform. And when you start to make videos, uh, super easy to edit on them and put on good songs. And yeah, you can you can set a vibe for for the company and for mm-hmm. creative souls. So that's uh, that's awesome. But dude, seriously, so much fun. Thank you so much for uh, being here and reaching out to me and and doing this. This is fun. Yeah. No, thank you. I, I can't wait to hear this. I hope people uh, enjoyed this and, um, you know, you know, visit the site, my website out at BeCreativeSouls.com and, and check out all the artists work. There's really incredible artists. Um, and, you know, the, the more, you know, the, the more people that come to Be Creative Souls, the more impact, you know, I can make with these individuals. And so excited. Amazing. Well, thanks, Drew. Thank you to Drew for that fun conversation. Remember to check out his work at BeCreativeSouls.com. That's B-E-C-R-E-A-T-I-V-E-S-O-U-L-S.com. Or on social media at BeCreativeSouls. Remember to use code TMIGOS10 at checkout to get 10% off your first order. Thanks for tuning in today. If you enjoyed the show, check out freshsteeps.com for more tea info and our social media at freshsteeps. Leave a five-star review and comment if you want to support and brighten my day. Thanks again, and see you next time. Peace out. Peace out.